Dylan? Dylan? Dylan, don't sing that song. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 292. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we board the Controversy Express and take a ride all the way until it, drumroll James, Uh, ends. Damn, dude. Get it? In. Split ends. Oh, shit. Split ends? Split ends. Split ends. Split split ends. That sounds like a weird, sexy time position. Splittins? Doing the splittins. <laughs> that's, that's when a kitten does the splits. Oh, is that it? No, yeah, that's it's cute, actually. That's, that's nowhere near how gross it was in my head. I'm doing What's the splittins. <laughs> well, you're a fucking deviant, dude. That's true. That's true. That's true. What's going on, guys? I'm a deviant. I'm James. And uh, today, I'm very excited about today's episode because we finally get to talk about a movie that is so incredibly decisive. And divisive, divisive. Is the that's word the you're word. looking for. That's the one. That's right. We're talking about fucking Wes Craven's new nightmare. That's the one, baby. <laughs> Which actually kind of a decisive. De- de- why can't I say that word? I don't know. You're fucking. Wrong with me. Yeah, you're awful. A decisive? No. Divisive. Divisive. There we go. <laughs> say polarizing. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, very polarizing movie. Uh, both of these movies this week. Um, but we're going to keep it a secret, even though you already know what it is, Oh, by looking at a picture, and because you can read word things. But, you know. That's a pretty bold assumption. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, for all for all the people who are uh, reading impaired out there, I'd like to apologize for Mike, for yep. assuming that you can read. And for all the people out there who are hearing impaired, I'd like to apologize for James just assuming that you can hear him. I'd also like to apologize to everybody's ears for having to listen to Mike fight through a bubble in his throat just now. <laughs> I have to apologize for James. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. What's wrong now. with you? I don't know, everything. I feel like I sound weird. Do I sound weird to you? You always sound like, weird. I feel like I'm like echoey a little bit. No. Nope. No? Okay. Sound good to me. That's fair. James, it's Thursday night. It's good as you're going to sound. It is Thursday night. And the moon is bright. Yeah. going to have some fun. Show you how it's done. T G I T. What's the T stand for? Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Is there a letter that I'm missing for the th sound? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we're early this week. That's, yeah. that's fun. We just couldn't wait to talk about these movies. That's what it was. Yeah, that. We'll jump go with in, that. Jump in the gun. Why did we do this week early? Uh, because I'm going to a party tonight. Oh, that's right. You're Mr. Yeah. Cool Guy. I guess the... Um, oh, I just got... <laughs> what? I just got a text from my neighbor. <laughs> Because earlier my neighbor texted me uh, an, uh, an emoji of a unicorn and then said mom twice. <laughs> and I go, 
well, that's fucking odd. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she just texted me. It was her daughter that did it. This is the old lady? No, it's, it's <laughs> over here. Because if she's texting you going, unicorn. <laughs> unicorn. Mom? Mom? Well, that might be, she might be having a stroke. <laughs> so if it was her, I would have checked in. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. Um. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. How's your week? Uh, um, good. I don't think I did anything. No? Did I do anything? Uh, nothing. Do we do anything at all? This I, don't, I don't really think so. Fuck, dude. I, oh, I don't think so. I came home to... My lovely girlfriend. Hold on. Are you going to talk about fucking books again? So I'm doing something this weekend <laughs> that's fun. You were. You were. It's the only thing. It's uh, the only thing going on in your life is literally. fucking books. No, it's ridiculous. I come home to like 300 fucking books yesterday. You guys have a problem, dude. It's not me. Really? <laughs> it's no. Really? No. How many? Just because she bought 300 books well, she without... She didn't buy them. They were free. Well, whatever, dude. Just because she brought home 300 books doesn't mean that you haven't personally brought home 300 books in the last month by yourself. I haven't. I never bring them home by myself. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Just saying. You've been involved. You guys go to your little state sales and you come home with a trunk full of books every weekend. It's fucking bizarre, dude. It is really You guys bizarre. are living in a library for some reason now. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. It's weird. So anyway, she brought... <laughs> what, where? I never asked. Where did these come from? She, Someone that she knew online was cleaning out their parents' house uh, before an estate sale, and they didn't want to go through having to sell all the books, so they just gave them away. Oh. Any good ones? Not really. Oh. Couple, I mean, a couple things we're going to keep, but most of it we're selling. We've already made, like, I think between, I think around 50 bucks for something that was free, so hey, why not? Do you want to know who I want to... Uh... So you guys are collecting like cool, like first edition yeah, bullshits kinda. and stuff like that. I'm gonna start a collection of <laughs> what's that guy's name? What's the guy's name? We were talking about him on Snapchat a couple months ago. The guy who writes all the um the dinosaur porn books. Oh, I don't know the guy's name. I know we've talked about the books. But... I want to start a collection just of his books because he's written like 400 books. Okay, are I, they, aren't they all digital though? I think he sells paperbacks. Does he? Or, oh, maybe not. Okay. Well, that makes it easier. If they're just digital, I can just have a digital library <laughs> of that guy's work. Yeah, but then you can't show them off for irony's sake. Somebody goes in your phone and then just finds finds 500 dinosaur porn books. I don't know if that makes it any better. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell's name is, dude. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. Continue. Anyway. Is one of the books called Johnny and the Pterodactyl? <laughs> <laughs> I want a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> sex you up. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's a great business to be in, actually. No, yeah, well, we- dude, this guy cranks out like <laughs> bad choice of words, dude. <laughs> this guy this guy writes like like ten books a year. Oh, and well, people, sure. and, pe- and people buy them too. It's not exactly hard work. No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Nah, Maybe it is. Nah, I get it. <laughs> oh man. Uh but yeah, no. Uh speaking of of things that we have done and are doing though my weekend is going to be better because james we're going to see guar this weekend are we yes oh i meant to talk to you about that tonight before the show this is fucking news to me dude we are going to see guar this weekend. okay yes all right well thank you yes but uh thank you for finally letting me know we should probably buy tickets yeah yeah i actually meant to talk to you about that tonight so that we could buy tickets tonight for fuck's sake so that's 
live on air. There's my train of thought. But we're going to see Guar this weekend. Yeah, that's fun. Cool. Well, now I'm excited. Yeah, right? I'm also going I'm going to ride the spooky, spooky train tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to a spooky, spooky car wash on Saturday. <laughs> so not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long are you guys driving to go to a haunted car wash? Uh, we're going out there for... There's there's actually some other stuff out there we're going to do while we're there. But there, What? Hmm? What? What else are you going to do while you're out there? Um, state sales and stuff. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you guys are sick. You guys are sick. It's uh, a sickness. It is a sickness. You're right. Um, wh- it, it's absolutely. Where a is it though? Where we're is gonna it? get we're gonna get dinner out there too. Sure. Where is it? Uh, I believe it's in White Lake. White I think Lake. it's no, it's like 45 minutes away. Yeah, isn't that, that over by uh, 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 Waterford? Yeah. It's yeah. Not that, it's not that far. But right um, on. but no, we're gonna we're gonna just get out there for the afternoon and evening and dinner and end off with a nice haunted car wash. Does you the get, ha- you get spooked and spick and span all at the same time? Does the haunted car d- does it honestly look cool? It does actually. I'll show you some pictures of it. They 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 go they they do it up as much as you could possibly do up a car wash for <laughs> as a haunted house. We want to go because it's so ridiculous. It seems so stupid that we feel like if we're gonna be out there, we have to experience it. Oh, believe me. It's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I wouldn't drive 45 minutes to go to a haunted car wash, but that's that's cool, man. Suds and scares, man. Suds, that's not even a creative name. That's not what it's actually called, is it? I would boycott just based on the name if that was the name. Suds and scares. What is it actually called? Suds and blood. Suds and blood. Suds and blood. Yeah. What? Fucking murder. Uh, here, here's a fun fact. Oh. Here's a fun fact. We sure. almost named our podcast Suds and Blood. You remember that? No. Or Blood actually. and Suds. Did we? Yep. I have a that whole... a long time ago. Yeah, I have a whole list of, uh, names that we almost named the podcast and it was... <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Well, while you're looking that up, I did find the name of the, uh, car wash. It's called, uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash Tunnel of Terror. <laughs> Clean, scary fun. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> Oh, oh it's, it's amazing. It's going to be Come such on, Look at those actors. Come gonna... on. Tell me tell me that that's not a work of art. That is a work of of horrific Halloween art. That's um that's going <laughs> to be Eat your heart out, Erebus. That's going to be such a huge disappointment, dude. <laughs> it's hilarious that you guys are doing that. Uh, uh Come on. How did you're... you find out about this? She found it, I don't know. She she hasn't worked all week. She just sits at home and and looks up Bad haunted houses, I guess. Just, I don't know. Just sits at home all week and comes up with really shitty ideas. Uh, it's good though, because she sits at home all week and she still makes more money than me. Well, right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that says something about you, my yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I'm cool with it. All right. Anyway, says the guy who does no job. Oh, <laughs> uh, I never said that I did. It's <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, James. That's that's what we're doing though. So uh, we'll. We will have uh, next week. I'll tell you all about my tunnel of fun and Guar, possibly Guar's tunnel of fun too. We'll we'll see. That's absolutely right. Depends yeah. on how much they get us wet and vis the uh, uh, viscousy and <laughs> and <laughs> eviscerated and you know all that fun stuff. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Let's fucking let's get into some corrections from last week. Nope. Oh well, let's not then. Let's get into some corrections from last week. Shit. Stupid! You're so stupid! Oh. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Sorry. I was looking at my phone. Um, I'm, I Always f- got your head in your stupid phone. All right. So, correction. I did find our list of names that oh. we were thinking about for the... First of all, look at this shit. What is all that? These are the kind of... The, these are the... Look at how long this message is. What, what is it? We were talking about... Um, what movie? Uh, the Omen. You oh, and movie I, sucks. This is the kind of shit that you and I used to. We used to have before we had a podcast where we could hammer this stuff out once a week and hammer each other and hammer each other out once a week. Get hammered and hammer each other out while hammering out the details of horror movies. We would just send each other novels <laughs> <laughs> over text message discussing the. <laughs> Well, here's here's a few things that I I'm I'm really glad glad that they uh, addressed some of the questions that we had about the film. <laughs> such fucking dorks, dude. Well, hey, um, those novels were a good omen damn. that we should start a podcast. All right, so podcast names. Uh, here were some of the ones that I sent to you. Uh, the Barley Pop Horror Shop. <laughs> the Barley Pop Horror Shop. Yeah, I actually like that one. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, blood and suds or suds and blood okay the buzz killers Ooh, the buzz killers the buzz uh, killers buzz kill, oh, yeah okay or the buzzed killers the booze hounds of baskerville which i like that <laughs> one too booze hounds of baskerville that one's actually and i i underneath that one i wasn't sure about myself i said that one's a bit of a stretch i fuck i like that one the booze hounds of baskerville what I, what about the baskerville booze hounds that's better <sighs> that's fucking that's <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's start we'll another start, podcast. We're going to start another podcast that only does uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle movies about uh, and we uh, Sherlock Holmes and stuff. <laughs> and let's be all about the buzz, the, ba- the Baskervilles. Wait, the, the blood. Wait, the Baskerville bloodhounds. That's it. <laughs> and then Mike in classic fucking Mike fashion, he sends me back. I wish we could only talk. I wish we only talked about porno movies. <laughs> <laughs> we could call it Hooch and Cooch. <laughs> We're starting two new podcasts, oh, man. baby. <laughs> and then you said I actually kind of like Buzzkill, and then we kind of we went from there. Yeah, yeah, that. dude. That's a thought process. That's a genius at work. Yeah, dude. God, hooch the and fuck. The the rest is history. Hooch and cooch. Hooch and what cooch. An- That's like a really good. That is a that is a. Da- One we day can- when we do our porn parody episode, we're gonna call it Hooch and Cooch. James, yes. next week. Who fuck, would, ha- fuck who, Halloween. Who would be good? Who I think I feel like there's there's got to be a good guest to get on uh, the Hooch and Cooch episode. Oh, roommate Jen. Every episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Done. All right. We're just gonna need Jen. We're just gonna need you to buy your own microphone. Ooh, and I can ask my boss to come on. The priest. <laughs> the priest. Every every episode for Hooch I'm and sh- Cooch. I'm sure he can bring in some of his own personal collection. <laughs> Um, all right. So Father, Son, and Holy Shit. <laughs> that's that's Father <laughs> Father, Son and Holy Shiza. <laughs> it's a German shit porn. Uh anyway. Uh, okay. w- corrections? Uh, yeah, got some. Um just to uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh Nick Cage was not in Freaky. It was Vince Vaughn. Oh, but Vince you were Vaughn. but Fuck. you were close. <laughs> it would have been better if it was Nick Cage. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't say that. I haven't seen Vince it either. Vince Vaughn looks pretty great. In I haven't seen it either, but I'm telling you that it would have been better if it was Nick Cage. Nah, pretty much everything. Okay, is. you're right. Though. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre legacy sequel was called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not Leatherface. Oh. Uh, and then, oh, Leatherface was that shit prequel. Yeah, and apologies to Jeff Barnaby. Barnaby, was that his name? Yeah, crap. <laughs> 
Apologies um, to the guy who died, and yeah. we're still not going to say your name right. Barnaby, dude. Barnaby. Oh, Barnaby. I have that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually have that. I just read it wrong. Apologies to Jeff Barnaby, um, of the director of Blood Quantum, because when I was describing his movie last week, mm-hmm. I was thinking of the completely wrong uh, thing. I said it was a series. Blood Quantum Were you is, thinking of... I'm thinking of Blood Machines, oh. which was this really awesome sci-fi series that was on Shudder, not Netflix. Does Blood Machines have anything to do with uh, with Coheed and Cambria? No, it doesn't. Because it's... Yeah, that's I a, know. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah it All should, right. but it doesn't. Uh, Blood Quantum, though... I was uh, going to say, looks, are you thinking of Quantum Leap? No, looks great. I have not seen it, though. Blood Quantum so. is one of the movies... That I had on my that I've had on my recent list to want to watch. Okay, well there you go then. Because I don't know anything about it. All I know is the uh, on the cover art. There's a dude in a cool mask. Yeah, and I like cool masks. You do. So, and I have heard good things about Blood Quantum. So, so apologies to so, Jeff Barnaby. As an apology to Jeff Barnaby for being a shit heel, we'll watch the movie. We will. Yeah. And then we'll decide if we want to put it on our show or not. <laughs> right. um, and that's all I got. What do you got? Uh, I just wanted to clear up a few things. Uh, I was talking about Botox, and I didn't really clearly... I, I didn't know exactly what well, I was talking about. One more about. time. Botox is a drug made from a toxin produced by the bacterium Clostridium botulinum. It's the same toxin, toxin that causes a life-threatening type of food poisoning called botulism. So it's literally the same thing. Well, it's it's... Not the same thing. It's a compound from it's it. It's produced. So it's a little bit different, but it's very, very... No, it's the, it's, the same, it's the same toxin that causes botulism. It's just used in a different way. Okay. Same toxin. Okay. Um, the Chucky versus Megan saga. Yes. Uh, I wanted to pull that up just to kind of let you know what it was because you thought that was kind of funny. I did. So uh, Chucky posted the uh, like a, a, a screen cap from the trailer of Megan and he says everybody's trying to be me <laughs> and then Megan claps everybody's trying to be me and then Megan claps back with you know that doll you know you that doll when you cause all this conversation and it's like the the shot of her like taking her sunglasses off and this was after like there were 180 comments on on Chucky's shit and then uh Chucky posts a gif of him talking to a few other Chucky clones, and he and he says, "Tell her to call. Tell her to call me when she can do this." Hashtag Chucky, and it's like clone herself, right? Sure. And then she replies with, "Call me when you can do this," and it's her doing the TikTok dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chucky says, "Word to the wise: Don't fuck with Chuck." And Megan says, "LOL, Chucky, please." <laughs> Um, so this is going to be more of a romantic comedy, I think. Oh, dude. Yeah. Gonna, I'd still watch the shit out of they're that, gonna, though. They're, they're going to do it by the end of this. I would um, watch the shit out of that movie. I was also tripping over my words, as I so often do, when trying to explain to you what the Uncanny Valley was last week. Never. So I just want to tell you what it is based on the actual uh, definition. Yep. In aesthetics, the Uncanny Valley is a hypothesized relation between an, an object's degree of resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to the object. The concept suggests that humanoid objects that imperfectly resemble actual human beings provoke uncanny or strangely familiar feelings of uneasiness and revulsion in observers. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's like you see something that looks human, but there's yeah. something off about it, and it creates this uneasy feeling like really weird looking real humans yeah yeah like uh <laughs> like when you're looking through medical journals like and stuff. what's that f- what's that uh um 
what's the kid's name from what's the kid's name from uh from gotham oh uh, that fucking guy yeah I got the kid the who lo- he looks like a he looks like a real version uh he looks like a real life version of sid from toy story oh wait who are you talking about the fucking kid the penguin from, i don't know i don't watch gotham because i don't I'm know not who a you're talking nobody dude. looks like that yeah no yes there's even a there's even somebody even photoshopped him looking exactly like Sid from Okay, I got to see this. It's the kid he, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's in about. Gotham and he was also in um he was in that Amityville horror movie that like they put trailers out for 2 years and I don't know if it ever actually became a movie. Oh, that's the kid that looks like Travis. Travis who? Bobier. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy that I can't fucking stand. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's in Gotham. Yes. Yes. I said the Joker, and you said no, the kid. Oh, is he the Joker? Yes. I told you I don't watch Gotham because I'm not a fucking nerd. Nerd up, <laughs> you boner. Okay. Um, there are several OnlyFans IG accounts. Oh, there are. But the website does not exist. Nah. So we can still capitalize on that. Yep. So yep. the TM is still TM. in place. And last but not least, Joseph and Vanessa Winter are, in fact, married. Oh, and, and I was are they also brother and sister? <laughs> yeah, as far as I can tell, yeah. <laughs> Joseph Winter's actually a pretty good follow on Instagram because he does a lot of uh skits and he's oh, a he? pretty fucking funny dude. Does he so. live stream a lot? Because that would be awesome. Live stream? Like from the movie. Oh. <laughs> Come on, James. <laughs> Got job here. Okay. That's okay. it. That's it for corrections. All right, James. So tell the good people what we're doing this week. Well, good people. Um, this week we are talking about Wes Curvans. Ooh. New Nightmare. Yes. It's new. It's hot. Like It's kind of Wes Craven's old nightmare at this point. It's all the rage in 1994. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, we're talking about the brand new, which just came out last week. Yeah, so we said, we did say before you, before you say it, <clears throat> we did say last week that we were going to do something else this week. Did we? And we were going to save Halloween ends for next week. Oh, no. shit, I just gave it away. No, <laughs> no. you actually said, we might do it next week, we might do it in a couple oh, okay, weeks, but enough. by the end of the season, we're going to do it. But we couldn't wait, right? Because nope. fucking everybody's talking about it. we got to put our two cents in. Um, add to, the, add to the, the white noise that is the internet about this uh, add, fucking movie. Add to the high-sodium content of the internet right now, because this movie is making people salty. That was like the pickle I gave you earlier. Oh, God. <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> Mike gave me a pickle that made my face contort in ways that I <laughs> I never imagined. His lips look like a puckered butthole. Um, cute. <laughs> how would you possibly know what that looks like? Um, all right. So to go along with Wes Cravan's uh, new never, nightmare, you never put your camera phone on the ground with the uh, camera facing up and just did some squats. No, but now I have to. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I have to do that now. <laughs> Just to see what it looks like. Damn it. Uh, I'm here to help. I'll send you the videos tomorrow. I'm here to help, um, James. Shit. Um, <laughs> don't, oh, I lost, don't do that. <laughs> I lost all my notes. What the hell happened? All right. Well, so this week, then, I'll just pick it up from there. From this uh, week. No. So from this week, don't, don't don't step in my territory. So to go with Wes Cravant's No Nightmare and the new Halloween Ends, we are drinking from Fat Orange Cat Bruco. Keep your sh- keep your claws sharp. Yes, and now it this- is it is a New England style IPA. 
It is a 6.8 percenter, brewed and canned by Fat Orange Cat Brew Company, North Haven, Connecticut, distributed by 12%. I feel like another 12% distributor. I feel like, um, being that the can is or- or, uh, pink, rather, I feel like this should be like guava-flavored New England IPA, which would be delicious. It's like a tropical guava, hazy IPA. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you yep. remember when you and I just like... We used to hang out. We'd play. Uh, well, first of all, you remember when you and I used to hang out? No, not really. <laughs> we'd hang out and we would play board games or, cri- well, cribbage is a board game. Sure. I was going to say, or cribbage. Cribbage, backgammon, fucking nerd old dad game. Yeah. Old dad games. Oh, yeah. And we would take shots of papaya juice and vodka. Yeah. Dude, that was so. Dude, let's do that again. Yeah, I'm down. Um, because that was good. Uh, papaya juice and vodka. Just like you do, you take a shot glass, take a double shot glass rather, half half filled with vodka, half filled with papaya, and just fucking snoot it. And it's snoot it. Well, don't actually snoot it up your snout. Yeah, snoot it. I feel like vodka vodka in the old face hole would be would not be good. The center face hole. Oh, any worse than cocaine? <laughs> I don't think so, my man. I don't know, I'm man. sure it would be better for you than cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, juicy. So Fat Orange Cat is kind of interesting because uh, there's nothing on the on the can as far as the description goes. So I went to their website. Well, there isn't, fair, <clears throat> fairness, a Fat Orange Cat. There's the a can. Fat Orange Cat, and he's keeping his claws sharp by scraping down. That is... Uh, um, that's pretty cute art. Ooh, that is a hazy IPA. Holy it shit. is, yeah. Somebody on untapped.com said it pours opaque. Yeah. And it looks like it does. It looks like orange juice. We've had a couple like this before. So, uh, Fat Orange Cat's kind of interesting because you go to their website and it I says... I point out how great my head is. I don't, I, I don't care. I'm trying to talk here. Okay. <laughs> well, well done. I always fuck it up, man. As of December 2021, we are closed to the public and distribute only... Our original Instagram and Facebook sites were pulled down. We don't know why. Please follow us on Instagram at focbrewco for oh. distribution. Contact 12% Beer Project. What did they do? I have no idea, dude. Weird. I mean, they they're must... still obviously in business because they're still putting out new stuff all the time. But They must have been uh, posting unsolicited... Unsolicited... N- nudies? <laughs> fat orange cat dick pics or something. <laughs> Just a fat orange dick. Um, so the reason that this works so well this week is because both movies are about uh, people trying to move on from past trauma in both ways, in, in both movies. And how you got to keep your claws sharp because you never know when the past is going to come back to haunt you. So it works, and also because of you know claws and well, blades yeah, and everything liter- else. In the literal sense, so, co- it works. Fucking, you know, Freddy Krueger and his claws. Um, yes. Well done, Michael. Thank you, sir. Way to get deep there. Thank you. This should have been a. This should have been a. a, a um, why can't I? Th- why can't I think a philosophy podcast? Ah, no philosophy. <laughs> no. no philosophy. <laughs> Freddy Krueger was actually. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it's a physical manifestation of childhood trauma. Every time he kind I, of actually is. Every time I do the professor voice, it's always... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always... What's his name, though? Um, uh, Clear Eyes guy. Uh, Bill Stein. Or Ben Stein. 
He's always, <laughs> always Ben's died. Like in every movie, like because of the uh, because of the mask. Well, everybody wears a mask, metaphysically speaking, of that, course. <laughs> that's that's right, Joan. <laughs> Everyone wears a mask, metaphysically speaking. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Did you did you used to watch Ben uh, when Ben Stein's money? Oh, it was the greatest TV. Fantastic, dude. It was the, dude. It was the absolute best uh, game show um, ever. Like he's an underrated comedian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like people just see him and they think, oh, this is just like an arrogant smart yeah. ass. Like, yeah. But he's just like the driest. Yeah, funniest you, sense of humor for all you fucking hipster fuckheads who think that uh, what's his name is like the driest uh, director out there. Uh, oh, oh uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. <laughs> fuck Wes Anderson. Ben Stein was the original. <laughs> fucking hipster motherfuckers. I saw, shitty the, ass movies. I like a few. I I do like a few Wes Anderson. I don't movies. like any of them. There's not a single Wes Anderson movie that I, I, I think, that I've like, ever enjoyed. You can appreciate the aesthetic. I'm assuming at least. What aesthetic? Don't, what do you mean? What aesthetic? What, what aesthetic? Wait, Mike, you can look at a, a single screen cap of one of his movies and know that it's one of his movies. Well, sh- okay, fine. That's okay. Okay, that that's fair. Because to me, his movies are almost pure aesthetic. They, <laughs> There's really nothing else to them because they, they mostly suck. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. I think because I think honestly, because the movies and I like dry humor. I do, but like he's his dry humor is we're really digressing here but his dry humor is different than like typical dry humor and you have to really 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 be up his ass i think to yeah. like it yeah it's it's like it's like people who like uh five finger death punch it's Whoa. not it's what it's not <laughs> That's good like such a no. weird or icp it's not good you have to like you have to like literally sell your soul to these people to think that they're good that's weird. Those are weird comparisons. Those are weird comparisons. They all they all because, like things that are shitty. No, that's, that's my point. No, because I feel like <laughs> that to anybody with eyes and ears knows it's not good. No, because I feel like with bands like Five Finger Death Punch and uh, what was the other one you said? ICP. I, oh, ICP. <laughs> I feel like that's more of a cast a wide net sort of like like appeal to the lowest common denominator sort of thing. <laughs> Jesus, there's no kind of, but whereas whereas Wes Anderson is, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's trying to be too exclusive. Sure, yeah, too esoteric. Like, you know what I mean? He's like people. Okay, fine. He's the movie equivalent to people that like, um, uh, 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 what's that fucking band? Bright Uh, Eyes. Well, Bright Eyes, yes. (laughs) Bright Eyes, yes. Fucking um, a goat with a microphone. The literally. Animals, animals band. Um, oh, Sounds of Animals. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, animal Collective. Yes. Yeah. Fuck the, an- the the Animal Collective might be the worst fucking band on the face of the earth. <laughs> Probably not, but man, they're terrible. I love when you used to give Rob shit about God. that. <laughs> I still don't like them. They're still terrible. Anyway, right. let's Anyway, on. yeah, what the hell? Oh, let's drink this beer. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> All right, so this Cheers. is Fat Orange Cat. Keep your claws sharp, kiddo. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. All right. I have thoughts. For as thick as it pours and for as heavy as it is, there's very little flavor to it. It's pretty bland, actually. I, I think. I think it's pretty bland compared to other hazy IPAs. I think you've been eating too many of those pickles, dude. I don't think so. Like, it just, it's, it, this is bland in the way that Guinness is light. 
like people think Guinness is heavy. People typically think that these kind of IPAs are heavy, are like heavier, you know, and thicker. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. I get that same kind of. Uh, do you think that makes sense to you? Like I'm getting that same sort of feeling. I suppose. Like that's it's not like, like when you drink it, you expect something else. That's like that's like <laughs> saying that's like saying this is blue <laughs> in the way that in the way that the world is flat. <laughs> like those are two. Very different things. Well, I don't it's know. supposed to be if, if it's supposed to be blue and it's actually like red. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not what I expect from a hazy IPA. It's not bad. It's. I don't know. I think it's a little bit bland, and I think it's it's thinner than I would prefer. It's not bad though. It's got like a nice. It's got like a nice bite to it, like a nice sharpness that I like. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not overly sold on it. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I don't hate it, Mike. This is going to be the podcast of not being overly sold on things. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I feel like we're going to... Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's fucking move on. All right. So uh, that's what we're drinking, folks. And that's what we're talking about. So folks. now we're going to get into trailer trashed. Folks. All right, James. Uh, I got a trailer for you this week. Um, this is a trailer for. I should turn this. Hey, put that screen back. As opposed to B trailer. Yeah, put that. Put that. Uh, your screen back. Yeah, you I can't see it. shit. Yeah, dude. This is a trailer. Uh, I've also not seen this, so this is gonna be new for oh. both of us this week. Um, this is a trailer for uh, a movie. Uh, it's a. It's a sequel, or should I say, prequel to oh. a movie that we have covered on the show before. Okay. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I just want you to watch it. Oh, how about right. how about them potatoes, James? I'm excited. Um, let me. I can hear it already. Yeah, Stop yeah, it. yeah. Sorry. Let me move this. Close your eyes. Okay. Close, close them. Let me know when I can look again. Close them. I'm just gonna be over here drinking beers. Drinking the beers. Okay, ready? Drinking beers. Beer. Can uh, I look? Yes, you can look. Here is well, this is the unnamed movie because I want James to see it before we know what it is. Okay. So here we go. Um, this sucks for anybody who wants to watch this, I guess, beforehand, <laughs> but, um, yeah, get filled fish. Um, here we go. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> Hell house. <laughs> All right. It's an origin story, dude. Yes, sir. But it, it's weird, though, because it's ooh, exclusively on Shudder. Um, it's an origin story, but it also serves as a sequel because it talks about the other movies. Right. So it's like so the footage was discovered after the footage of all the other movies came up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's weird. It, it's, it's one of the, it's like a pre-sequel. Seek prequel. Pre-school. 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 It's, pre- it's a preschool. It's a, it's a preschool. <laughs> uh, that looks cool, dude. Yeah, I'm um, into it. I think it looks I, cool. Like, so I, it's called, I didn't... It's called, it's called Hell House uh, LLC Origins, the Abaddon Hotel. Way too long. Yeah. Well, hey. Way too long. Um, wait, no. It was something about Carmichael, wasn't it? Or was it, it the Car- or no, Mike- Car- Carmichael Manor or something like Car- that. Is that what it was? Carmichael Manor? Yeah. Did, were you not paying attention? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I re- so like, I had actually forgotten a lot about um, the original Hell House LLC. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, I I did too. I it but looks they they the show, Carmichael Manor is what they it's kept Sorry. showing. They kept showing that the Carmichael Manor. Hellhouse LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. That's too long. It. Yeah. Um. So they kept showing that shot of when the the dude walk from Hellhouse LLC, the mm-hmm. original one that when they when the dude walks into the bedroom and the girl's sitting on the bed. Yeah. And then he closes the door and he opens the door and all the dudes in the big black hoods are standing around her. Yep. Scary as shit, right? Super. Uh, I liked that movie. I did too. I liked it we a need lot. To ca- we need to catch up on the rest of these. We did two as well, didn't we? Didn't we do two? I don't think so, dude. No, maybe we no, did one. No, I think we just maybe did the we, first one. I might have watched two on my own. But going back like and like, going back and thinking about, that was one of those movies that we watched together and like there were a couple parts where one of us would catch something and the other one wouldn't. We'd be yeah. like, did you see that? Yeah. And you rewind and there's like somebody well, standing in the corner. and sh- There's a third movie too. So if we didn't do two, which I'm not... 100% convinced that we didn't do two. But if we didn't, or if we did, we can do three in the new one when it comes out. Yeah. So there we go. I'm I'm into that one. I'm Same. stoked. Same. Uh, let's definitely do a retrospective on that when they come out. Absolutely, sir. All right, dude. So anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. That was trailer trashed. So let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right, welcome to the bleed feed. Yeah, give me a chance to redeem myself. <laughs> welcome to the bleed feed. That was weird too. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the bleed feed. Welcome baby. to the bleed feed. Yeah, All right, you're done. You get, you get no more chances. Welcome to the bleed feed. Uh, speaking of second chances, nailed it. Um, moving in here, uh, famous monsters of Filmland, the Shut classic up. magazine. Shut up. Uh, that that quote unquote famously started oh. it all is under new ownership as slipknot frontman Corey taylor has purchased the magazine with plans to reinvigorate the entire brand i like Corey taylor that's fun uh so i do too i'm 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 gonna naturally just like jump on board with the, whatever he's doing yeah i i think he's got a pretty good head in his shoulders when it comes to the genre <laughs> but no no like like when it comes to the genre he's, he's a fan he's, he's got a he's pretty whatever. he's got a pretty good head that sits on top of that massive neck <laughs> That sits huge. on top of that, sh- on top of the oh, shoulders. Oh, it's huge. Corey Taylor. You could n- never choke him out. No, dude. Never. No. Never. You try and get him in a what? Do you, what do you call that? A triangle. He would sneeze and he'd break your arm. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> your fucking bones in your arm would just explode. Yep. Yep. Uh, huge, he says huge neck on that guy. He says to Rolling Stone magazine, um, "Famous monsters of Finland magazine." Uh, oh wait, wait a minute. What? That's weird. Okay. He said the Rolling Stone magazine, uh, <laughs> our job is to build a foundation to bring famous monsters into the modern age while also honoring the legacy that came before it. Uh, it's the whole reason that we are fans to begin with. It was the first real place where we as horror nerds could feel safe and feel connected uh, and feel like we weren't alone. The internet has made it easy for us to connect, so I want to kind of make this a viable piece for them to come. It sounds like he just literally wants to be another piece of the puzzle that is an outlet for this stuff. Cool. Now, which is which is awesome. Yeah. He goes. Uh, I've been. I goes. I've been writing my own scripts uh, now for the last five six years and trying to get some of my stuff into production right now. There's a handful that are very very close. So anything that I put out is instantly going to get the famous monsters logo on it just to be, build that brand recognition. I fucking hate that term brand, but it is what it is. I hope that he's not using this though as a, as a way to get only his stuff made. You no, know, no. I, I hope not. I at least. No, I think he's going to build a brand in general. Like, I'm sure he'll bring other creators on board to be sure. part of the brand. 
And listen, it, it, like because he's Corey Taylor and because he's the front man of Slipknot, he has to say that. Oh, I fucking hate that word brand. No, you don't, dude. Because you're fucking your band is a bunch of dudes in masks. You are a brand. Yeah, like, that's true. That's you that's branded true. yourselves Plus, as the you're from, as the guys with masks. Like, you're from Iowa. You're from farm country. All you did was brand things on farms. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You've, you, Mike, <laughs> you love brands. Michael has fundamentally misunderstood <laughs> what we're talking about here again. <laughs> no, you know, you know the, what I mean, though. Like, you gotta be yeah, the, you gotta yeah. be the edgy guy who says I hate yeah. brands. But he, he also has plans though of making toys, like toy line action figures and stuff like oh, that. I fucking hate brands. And also check out my new toy line. <laughs> and also reissuing uh, digital versions of the catalog of magazines. So eh, right on. Okay. So there you go. Whatever. I like famous Did, monsters. It's cool. It's yeah, definitely digital, dated. Digital sucks though. If you if you go back and you read old issues of it, it's definitely dated in some respects, but in other respects, it, it it's the same shit you read in modern magazines. Do you think there so will? It's, it's really cool. Do you think there will ever be? Like I know that there's a resurgence. Um, every once in a while, there's a resurgence of physical media. Sure. You know where people suddenly want to you know collect VHS again or yeah. like start buying Blu-rays even or, or like 4K is a new version of. Of that, like people are still buying 4K. Yeah. Will there ever be a resurgence of like, like print magazines? Yeah, like, like really, stuff? like I no, know it's like it's like no. boutique right now, right? Like I think there's a certain number of people who will still buy magazines, but I think that what it would take to get a resurgence in print media, which it's not like it's completely dead, but it's definitely on. I would it's say one leg at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that what would happen would there there'd have to be a giant shake to the foundation of people's confidence <clears throat> in digital, like some giant Amazon or Google data bank like would have to fucking, get wiped some out. Some fucking right? snafu, yeah. Something happens where like a lot of people lose a lot of shit, right? And it like shakes everybody's foundation into like like keeping things digitally, yeah. I feel like I that's just, like, what needs to happen for like, it to really come back. Like I want but my, it, I want my kids. Like it'll never go away, though. No, that's it'll never. It will yeah. never go away. No, it'll never. It, it'll never go. It's. It's just like I. I. You're the same way I was. I. I went to your bedroom when you lived at your parents' house. <laughs> uh, like your your fucking your walls were covered in dropping fucking loads of money your, on magazines. Your, <laughs> Your <laughs> your walls were covered in pages uh, from like Hit Parader and shit yeah. like that. Like, Don't ask me how I stuck them to the walls. <laughs> Speaking of Corey Taylor, <laughs> um, like there, like I still have, I still where where'd they go? They used to sit right there. Like, there's not. I got rid of them. <laughs> well, there was not like there was nothing really like uh you know like for for me when I was younger it was it was Hit Parader, sure. uh, Guitar World. Yep bass world yep. um or or bass guitar or whatever um just like like having i wonder why that magazine went under <laughs> just nobody cared <laughs> um but like having having those stacks of magazines in my bedroom to go back through and like and 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 i don't know there's just something and you've often said this before too like with a CD, there's something about being able being able to actually physically take it off the shelf and like open it and read the lyrics while you're sure. listening to the. Like, I want my kids to know that. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Like, it sucks. The, so even big, even the big box stores like Barnes and Noble and stuff like that, they're all shutting down. Right. There's only one Barnes and Noble locally any, uh, anymore, and that's the one on Hall Road. Yeah. Like, there's still mom and pop bookstores that get stuff like that. There's magazines. But you know, that get as long it, as it, as long as that still have, like maybe maybe it's time for the big corporations the to kind of fold. In the, that's the, that's the problem. They don't get everything. They can though. They can't because they can't like, afford it. They still have to buy all that stuff. Well, Mom sure. and pop shops, if they're not doing, they're not doing the kind of business that the big corporations are. Well, so they can't afford to get everything. I think about this in terms like like Mega Valley down the street, our liquor store, right? Sure. Um, those guys well, will your kids will always be able to get liquor. Will literally stock anything if you ask for it. Sure. So that's that's kind of a way that like the smaller boutique places can do it. Like if somebody comes, like if they have kids coming in and saying, "Hey, can you stock Hit Parader?" Or or fucking uh, what was this the one you were just talking about the monster uh, oh famous monsters yeah yeah can you stock this yeah sure get a few well, copies like whatever if you pay for a few copies as long as you got the kids coming in to buy those I think I think that Fangoria did it right when they relaunched their magazine <laughs> Fangoria's done a lot of wrong things in the recent <laughs> couple of years but in terms of their magazine though I think they did it right in terms of they put out one magazine every three months right and it's a big thick boy. And they get a lot of content in there. A quarterly, if you will. Yeah, what it is. It's a quarterly magazine. And I think that's that's probably the right way to go because it's less production. It's less cost on their end. You know, it's once every three. I think that works. I think that's smart. I really do. Yeah. Um, And you get a lot of content in those. Right. Uh, I wish that I would have signed up for them when they first came out. I haven't kept up on them or anything. They're really expensive to get your hands on. Are they really? Yeah. They're really expensive. What if you just... Because you can't can't buy them on, on... you what can't if you buy just them at subscribe, stores. how much is a subscription? That I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm just talking like if you, if I if you wanted to catch up and buy all the back issues, yeah. they're not cheap. Because you gotta go to like eBay and stuff and like you can only get them if you subscribe because they're not sold in stores. Right. So right. Right. Um, anyway though, uh, that's famous monsters. Moving on here. Um, fifteen years after the release of the original movie adaptation, James, you're gonna love this one. Oh no. Konami announced this week yeah. that we are getting a new Silent Hill movie. Oh, really? And it's with original director Christoph Gans at the helm. Original of the, the, of the original movie. Yep. He's coming back to I make liked, a sequel to the original movie. Yes. I liked the, the original. The movie is called Return to Silent Hill, and it is a take off of the original story from Silent Hill 2, the actual video game. All right. So it's, this is all lining up perfect. Somebody posted recently. It might have been like Horror Weekly or something like that, or I don't. I don't know. Somebody said, "What is the most atmospheric horror movie you can think of?" Ooh. I'm not gonna go out. I'm not gonna go out and say that Silent Hill was the most atmospheric. What? But it definitely like. What's your definition of atmospheric, though? Is it tone, or like is it? Is it what you're seeing on screen in terms of atmosphere, or is it what you're feeling as a viewer? It's as a, atmosphere. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's all of that. Because if I had to, because if I had to say it, yeah, I would say House of the Devil. But that's not an on-screen atmosphere. That movie creates an atmosphere while you're watching it mm. for a viewer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think so? Yeah. Oh, dude, hell yeah! House of the Devil. I mean, is one yeah, of the definitely. Best like, slow burn it, movies ever made, in my opinion. I love that movie. Yeah, I agree, but it's <clears throat> I, I as far as a slow burn movie, but like I don't I, like to me that doesn't 
you're thinking of atmospheric in terms of like the look of the film, like the atmosphere that the filmmakers create on screen for you to look at as a viewer. Well, I mean, you could still say that about House of the Devil. So, so maybe yes, House of the Devil is atmospheric. But would I say it's like one of the most atmospheric? No, like yeah, to me, it's like you're almost creating this. Um, you're almost it's like a world building sort of thing. Like you're sure. you're 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 building you're building something on screen. It's not only it's not only what you're seeing on screen and and uh, and and what the visuals make you feel, but like coupled with how the ma- the music makes you feel. Yep. Coupled with um, like uh, just how the uh, the overall tone of the movie makes you feel. Sure. So going back to what I said, would I call Silent Hill the most atmospheric movie? No, no but not it's necessarily. Com- it's I would have to. I right? would have to think of it. Yeah, it's definitely in the conversation. Like there, that that movie kind of got shit on okay, by a so lot of people, but I think it's. I think it's changing awesome. changing my parameters then to something like that. I, my first inclination is my favorite John Carpenter movie, The Fog. Mm. Crazy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah. I still think House of the Devil, though, creates a completely yeah, I, different type of atmosphere yeah, don't get me that wrong, exists I, in the real world with you, not on the screen. It's a completely different type of atmosphere. Yeah. So. Right on. That's why I wondered, That's why I was saying, like, what's your definition of atmosphere? Yeah, I guess it really could. It's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, Silent Hill, the return to Silent Hill is going to be coming <laughs> in the next, like, probably two years. Yeah, so. cool. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sparking, Look like, forward to that. I'm sparking these offshoot conversations tonight that are taking up a lot of time. I apologize, but also, fuck you. Luckily, I'm the editor. Okay. Uh, back around this time, ha, back around the time when the world was bunkering down in fear of Y2K, James. Y2K. <laughs> It was during that time that we got one of the best PC games ever made. Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> and what was the greatest part of Roller Coaster Tycoon? Um, I never played and it, but let me... everyone did it. I never played it, but let me guess. <laughs> Building the roller coaster so that the tracks didn't connect and watching everyone die. Let me tell you what I think it is. Okay. Letting your passengers board unfinished roller coasters and then rocking them to their deaths in the crowded park below. <laughs> the exact same thing. So yes. the thing I just <laughs> <Yes>. said. <laughs> okay. There was nothing I more never... satisfying than watching a roller coaster go off the rails and crash into a crowd of people below, and then you sabotage your park for the fun <clears throat> of it. It was the greatest thing ever. Okay. So was Roller Coaster Tycoon, was it like a, a subsidiary of The Sims or... It was similar to it. It was the same kind of game. I don't think it was, but it wasn't by the same people, I don't were, think. Were you a Sims player? No, not at all. Okay. No. The only but time that I ever played anything... The Sims is when I thought you could like like get rid of the little edit thing when you could put them in the shower. Do you know? Because any... I was lonely and in sixth grade. Do you know anything about it though? <laughs> about what? The Sims. No. Like I I I was reading something the other day, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna go off on a, another offshoot here, but I was reading something about the Sims the other day and people This guy's predictable. People were People were talking about the most fucked up things that they would do within the game of The Sims. Sure. And some of the stuff that the people were talking about, I was like, you can actually oh, yeah. do this? There's a lot of shit you can do. Like, there I don't was know what this, you're talking about, but like, probably have There was one true. person, like, just for example, there was one person who, um, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, oh, I would build a house and then I would, and then I would, uh, and then I would build a kitchen. And then I would put a wall in the kitchen that I would put four four people behind that wall. 
and then I would have one person who would cook a steak, and they would eat the steak in front of the four other people as the four other people slowly starved to death. Yeah. Oh, Is yeah. Is that shit you could actually yeah. do? Yeah, I, I, like, I believe so. Crazy, I feel like dude. Tom, or Tom, I feel like The Sims was sort of like a Tamagotchi. If you didn't feed them, they would die. Like but that's it was, like it was like a in thing. depth. Like oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I also feel like it's a good way to breed serial killers. Oh yeah, you could like build <laughs> you could build a house and then randomly just build over the door and then light a fire on the house and watch your family burn to death. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of makes me want to start playing the so, Sims so on just that, to see what kind of fucked up on stuff that I hint can do. or on that note. Twenty four years later, we now have Horror Tycoon. What? It's a new game where you get to design and execute your own haunted houses. No shit. Now, here's my here's my hope. I, I, there's a video attached to this. If you can go online and look at it. You get to build your own haunted houses. People go through, and you get to design the scares. I hope to God that you can design those scares to go horribly wrong, and people <laughs> die in your haunted house. Like, that's Dude. all I want. That's oh. all I want out of a game. Wow. Yeah. No shit, dude. I don't know a- if that's the case, but for for gamers that are interested in that kind of gameplay, Horror Tycoon is a real thing. Uh, it's on Steam right now. You can get it, and uh, yeah, are let us a, know. Are you a Steam guy? You're not a. I've I've played on Steam. I do. I've played on Steam, but yeah. No I'm much. actually I'm actually looking at the teaser trailer right now. This looks pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Okay. I have one more bit of news that actually pertains to one of the movies that we watched. Tonight. Oh. It's not good news, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I gotta pull up uh, my uh, my interwebs page for this because okay. there's some stuff to read. So here's the deal: um, Halloween alumni, uh, Stout, uh, Scout Taylor Compton, and Scout Taylor, Scout, Scout Taylor Compton, there who played go. Laurie Strode in the Rob Zombie movies, and then you have Danielle Harris, who played Jamie, obviously mm-hmm. Laurie Strode's daughter. In Halloween uh, four and five, mm-hmm. character was also in six a little bit. But, but she whatever. also played Annie. Annie? Yes, she was Annie in, in, the, in the Rob Zombie in the movies. Rob Zombie movies yeah. uh, they have never met Jamie Lee Curtis ever really? in the history. Even though even though they're part of the same franchise and this and that, they'd never met Jamie Lee Curtis. Sure. So they were finally <clears throat> uh, invited to come to the Halloween Ends premiere, and they're both very nervous about going because they'd never been invited to anything Halloween you know, that they weren't a part of mm-hmm. ever. So they were kind of nervous about going. They wanted to go. They have a, a podcast that's called Talk Scary to Me, where they wax poetic about the horror business, a lot of sexuality stuff. So I guess if you want to talk to Daniel Harris about sexy stuff. I mean, I don't not want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty graphic. It's it's actually really graphic. Is it really? Really graphic. Really? Like, they talk about like, come and stuff and like stuff they do with their husbands no this it's so graphic it's pretty graphic though point is um for your for your your, i'm sorry you just you just made yourself look like an 80 year old grandpa it's so graphic they talk about where do you draw the line is it only graphic if they're talking about shitting on each other is that where the line is they talk about like come and stuff mike we say come 15 times per episode. Okay, fine. They, they, <laughs> they talk about the taste of each other's vaginas compared to what food they eat and their husband's reactions to said tastes. Really? Yes, James. <laughs> it's not graphic. It's just interesting. <laughs> I want to know what their comparisons are now. <laughs> All oh, right, continue. I'm sorry. Anyway, though, I've never actually listened to it. It's just, just 
stuff that I've read about it. Um, because she posts a lot about it. I like clips and stuff like that. But anyway, um, you mean clits? So they talk. <laughs> so they talk about this on their Talk Scary to Me podcast. Um, and uh, they ended up having an absolutely horrible experience. Really? Yeah. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She does not come off well in this, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read to you what they basically said about <clears throat> it. Um, where, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, Harris explains how when they finally, wait, wait, here we are. Uh, they had mixed feelings. But, uh, while they had rather mixed feelings, I'm reading this off of dreadcentral.com. They have the transcripts of this, uh-huh. so it's, it's just easier. Um, let's see here. While they had rather mixed feelings about the film, um, what was more difficult for the actors, what happened after the screening, Harrison Taylor Compton attended the after party for Halloween ends, uh, with nightmare and Elm street star, Heather Langenkamp. Look at that. Hmm. It's all, it's all tied together tonight. Uh, they wanted to use the moment to finally, uh, meet Curtis and get a photo with her fellow fellow Halloween femme. Mm-hmm. Harris explains how when they finally approached Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> Harris introduced herself as the woman who played Lori's daughter in the fourth Halloween movie. According to Harris, Curtis promptly said, I've never seen those movies. I don't know who you are. Uh, despite Harris previously being told that Curtis loved her. Then Harris said that it was like she was a deer caught in headlights. She waited for Curtis to say something like, just kidding, but it never came. Meanwhile, uh, Taylor Compton had no idea what happened with Harris due to the noise of the party. In her experience, uh, they were both cognizant that her Curtis was exhausted and that everybody wanted a photo with her. And while Taylor Compton didn't share the specifics of her own interaction, uh, she did start to cry when talking about it. She did say that it was a very similar experience to Harris. So it sounds like there is an after party. Wait, hold on. Scout Taylor Compton started to cry? While recounting her experience at the party. Because Because it was just kind of like embarrassing and like not great. Hey, hey, hey. But like... I'm just telling you what happened. But like crying the, over the, that? the point is, the point is, well, sure. If you're, if you're, if you're kind of made to feel like you're absolutely nothing when, when you were so excited to meet this person, they kind of treat you like shit. Sure. Dude, I'm made to feel like I'm nothing every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. I've met your wife. I cry too. I don't cry um, about it. <laughs> the point is though, is it doesn't really make Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, come off very well. Yeah. It's it kind makes of a her bummer. feel really cold <clears throat> and really whatever. You know, they, they, they both go on to say, like, they understand that she was under a lot of stress, but, like, that, yeah, sounds, I mean, that like, sounds like a cop-out to save face, if you well, ask me. dude, I, I, these kinds of, I've kind of, They were just, I've they were kinda, just hurt by the idea that, like, we added a lot to this franchise sure, that yeah. you are famous for. Right. And, like, we helped continue your legacy while you weren't there. Right. And it's complete disrespect. Yeah. So they were very hurt by it, basically, yeah. is what it was. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I I've changed my mind on 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 stuff like that. Like when you hear um, when you hear uh, accounts of this kind of stuff happening, like I've I've kind of changed my mind on because it's just like from a human perspective, people have shitty days sometimes. Sure, like maybe Jamie Lee Curtis was just having a shit day and she wasn't in the mood for it. That being said, it doesn't Here's it doesn't thing. cost you anything to be nice to Here's people. Here's the thing: that's your job, right? Right. Well, her job is acting. No, you're no, no. That is all part of the job. Well, no. I mean, she's an actor. And when she is at a premiere promoting her work, that is that is work. That's her job. Yeah, it's yeah. That's her job. job. I don't know. It's just uh, now. Now, if she was on the street randomly and they approached her and she was cold, that's not her job. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, though, that's uh, that's but, the news. For but this also, week. sometimes people are just dicks. Yeah, and that's fine. You are. What people you are mean. allowed to be dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news for the week. Uh, James, yes, take us away to Never Never Nightmare Land. All right. Well, I can't do much better than that. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we've been talking about the other movie. What? First, right? Haven't we? So are yeah, we talking yeah. Halloween, Halloween ends, ends first? first right. baby. So we'll get back and we'll talk about Halloween ends, baby. Michael! Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. You know the wave, the wavelength on that is so big. I'm gonna think that's where you actually come in talking. I'm probably gonna leave that in next week. That's fine. Oh god. All right. Well, it's just me going. So I uh, we're gonna start off big this week. Big with time. The the biggest movie of the biggest summer, and I guess not summer fall. We're talking about Halloween ends. Titanic. It is. Oh shit! I watched the wrong movie, dude. I'll never let you go, Jack. <laughs> um, Halloween Ends, uh, directed by David Gordon Green, is the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-tingling, I'm sorry, spine-chilling, what's the difference, climax in the final installment of this trilogy. Well, I've had both a tingling climax and a chilling climax, that's, that's and they true. are very different. Was one with a corpse? I don't get into details about my love life on the show. I mean, show. it was pretty, it was pretty chilling to me. Um, yeah, so starring all of the, uh, the, the 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 normals here, you got Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori, uh, Andy Matichak is back as Allison, babe. What a babe! Total babe! What a babe! Uh, James Jude Courtney returns as the Shape. You have Will Patton back as Frank. You have. Uh, um, uh, Kyle Richards back as Lindsay. You Will, have Will Patton is old as fuck. Will Patton dude. though is I love Will Patton. God, I love Will Patton. So I he's, had he's <clears throat> the best. I told Aaron that I had. Uh, he looks like a teddy bear in this movie. I just want to give him a hug. I know. <laughs> There's uh like once you hit a certain age in life, you shouldn't clean shave your face though. No, I well yeah. It makes you look way older than you actually are. But that might have been the point though. Maybe yeah, there's maybe. like you look older. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is also older. It's supposed to be four years in the future, too. I love... So older is better. I love Will Patton, and, but I told Aaron I couldn't... I, I just finished listening to The Mist, uh, yes. this the Stephen King novel on Audible, yeah. and Will Patton narrates, narrates it? it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> every 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 time he was in this movie, I was like, I can't. I just can't. Like, <laughs> I just keep I just keep flashing back to that. He's so cute in this movie, though. Oh, he's adorable. He's ador- he is. He's adorable. <laughs> uh, so um, to continue, uh, Rowan Campbell plays Corey. Corey. Um, Corey. Corey. James Jude. You already said James Jude Courtney. I did. Yep, the yep, shape. Yep. Is there anybody else that's uh, really no, of that's, import? No, that's, that's the big stuff. I mean, we might. To touch on some other people yeah, later. Yeah, we might. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So this is the movie uh, that is the most polarizing movie. Honestly, I feel like all three of these movies have been pretty polarizing. So let's recap. 2018. Yeah. How did you feel about it? I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked, I liked it a lot. lot. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, Halloween Kills. I was pretty 
meh about. I thought you were, no, you liked it. No, bullshit, dude. Our, when we reviewed it, you gave me crap for not liking it. You loved it. Um, you did. You did. Okay. You did. I don't. <laughs> you absolutely did. I don't think so. You did. I enjoyed the kills, but you, I thought. You thought I, thought I was nuts for not liking it because I didn't like it at all. I don't remember that. Yeah, but you that did. that uh, that also might been that might have been back at the time when I uh, was too positive about everything. Now I'm a jaded piece oh, of shit. Oh, is that is that is that how this? No, is? Okay. I don't remember giving it a glowing review. Like I remember, I remember feeling like it was really cheesy. No, you loved it. Did I you re-listen you. to this I recently? I did. Uh, okay, you loved it because we were at because we were at complete odds about this. You were actually giving me crap for how much I hated it. Really? Yeah weird so, <laughs> um well look, thinking this ba- guy doesn't know what he's talking about yeah i gotta i have to i guess i have to re-listen I, and reevaluate how i feel about i also I love haven't how that i quote hon i love how i quote a <laughs> a completely random comedy routine by a guy that does impressions that nobody knows what i'm talking about whatever i do that everybody knows what that is <laughs> what's his name um <laughs> well exactly shit. hold on exactly. hold on <laughs> Uh, I want to say Will Sasso. I know it's nope. not Will Sasso nope. though. It's uh, it's fucking. Oh, dude, this is gonna it's it's gonna bother the shit out of me. Frank Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. Everybody knows that. It says John Madden. Yeah, this, this guy's paying attention. Yeah, everybody knows that, Mike. No, they don't. Um, but uh, really, I was I was into Halloween Kills. I don't. Yeah, think you so. were. You were most def. Go re-listen to it. Okay, I you will. Most definitely were. Okay, I also haven't watched it since the first time I watched it. Yeah, I didn't like it. thinking back on it, I don't remember liking it. I did not like it because the reason that I didn't like it is because I thought it was completely pointless. You know, the Halloween the Halloween franchise oh. is the story of Laurie Strode okay. uh, versus, versus this thing called The Shape. <clears throat> and Halloween Kills stuck Laurie Strode in a hospital for the entire movie with no plot. And it was literally just an excuse to bring back old characters okay. for fan service. So you're you're misrepresenting you're misrepresenting my take on it then. I don't think so. Because yeah, no, because I was fighting your opinion of it. I you were talking about you basically just went in going, this movie's pointless from the from the beginning. Yeah. My point was it's not pointless because it's a part of the story. But I like aside from the kills being brutal and awesome, like the whole the shit with the. Uh, th- that's that's the problem is I think that like I think when you right off the bat you jump in and you and it might happen tonight when you right off the bat jump in and say I hated this movie, something inside me sparks up and it, it makes me feel like well I I need to f- I need to like I need to debate you a little bit. Such is our relationship. Well, yeah. No matter I mean, what I say, you have to fight me on. A little bit. Yeah. We'll see if that happens tonight. I sound thrilled. <laughs> um, so let's get into this movie. Um, uh, okay. I, I, okay, I really so am I'm, curious. I'm just, I'm just going to guess that you didn't like this movie. I'm very curious of your thoughts on this movie before I say anything about how I felt about it. Do you it. want me to just tell you flat want, out how I felt about this movie? Why don't we discuss what the movie was Okay, first? So this movie, basically, you start off with... <gasps> oh, real uh, quick. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Are, we are not going to hold back on spoilers. Yeah, this movie That's just... not what this podcast is. You come here. Everybody has seen the movie. Yep. This movie, this movie came out literally a week ago. Yes. Um, 
and and we're going to talk about every aspect of it, all of the spoilers. It's on Peacock. Peacock is free. Is Peacock no, free? it's not free, but it's it's cheap. not free, but, but it's, it's cheap. pretty cheap. Um, cheaper than a movie ticket. It's cheap, cheaper than a movie ticket. Boom. Exactly. Um, so go watch it. Come back if you haven't watched it yet, and then listen to us, and uh, and then let us know what you think. Uh-huh. Uh, on Instagram, probably. Yeah, do it. That's where we tend to uh, initiate conversation with people the most. So, um, yeah. So, you start off basically with uh, it. four years have gone by. Four years? Yes. Four years have gone by. And and the uh, the, the, the goings-on of Halloween 2018, uh, they, they happened... Michael Myers is still at large and has disappeared, and basically everybody's trying to get back to normal life in Haddonfield, except for there's this lingering, you know, a feeling of the boogeyman just sort of out there. So, most importantly, Laurie Strode is finally moving on. Trying to, trying to, but but the town, but the town just like consistently reminds her that she's the piece of shit who brought him to town anyway. Sure. Right, so which is you know unfair. Sure. Um, so you cut to basically a completely new story. You got this, you know, you got this guy Corey. He uh, he gets booked to be a babysitter for the night for this family who has this shitty little kid, and uh, and a horrible accident occurs. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna stop you there because <laughs> I want to. I kind of want to break this down as we're going. Sure. That opening sequence the whole yeah. opening like segment sequence the first act of the movie if you will yeah <laughs> when when the climax happened <clears throat> i was so happy <laughs> <laughs> not because i love seeing kids dying You're but a monster. Be- but because i was like yes like that was the kind of brutal like brutality it was setting a tone that i really wanted for the series like it's something that like it brings out this weird if i can watch something that is like legitimately unsettling because childs are childs childs children are dying on screen right Mm. and it gets a a nervous laugh cackle out of me that means you're doing something right right yeah and that's what it did like i was like oh my god like (laughs) holy shit they did that kid dirty like and and it wasn't Corey's fault it's well at all right which, right. which sets the tone for the rest of the movie. But, like, it wasn't Corey's fault. So, like, that that opening, at least, I was definitely there for. I thought it was a great setup. I thought it was a great everything. Yeah, it was a cold like, opening. You it knew was, Michael it was Myers fantastic. was there without seeing him, which which added to the, the atmosphere of the movie. You had this unfortunate accident. Like, it was all very similar, but also not the same as the original Halloween opening. Right. In a weird way, right? So, all right, go on. Um, so anyway, you you cut to uh, you cut to a while later after this tragic a- tragic uh, accident happens, and um, essentially Corey is viewed as uh, he becomes a pariah in town because some people think that he is responsible for the death of this kid, sure. right? Sure. And so uh, he he ends up meeting Lori. He ends up meeting. Uh, Allie, Allison, Allison, and it kind of, <laughs> and it kind of progresses from there. So, yeah. um, and he's obviously, he's obviously like at the beginning of the movie, they, they set him up as this kind of clean cut 
kid and then as as the story progresses you realize he comes from a sort of a sort of a messed up home where yep. where you know like there might be some external forces that are causing him to sure. turn turn toward a dark he's path. got a good uncle though that's trying to help him out is that a, it's not I, his so, uncle yes it is he called him uncle in the beginning of the movie, I swear to God. No, I don't think so. He dude. called him uncle. Wasn't I'm pretty his dad. sure that I'm pretty sure it was his stepdad. I swear to God, he called him uncle. Why would his uncle I, I live in the house with them? I don't know, but I swear <laughs> to God, he called him uncle. I will look this up for next week. This could be a correction. I think it is. I don't. I don't think that's. I swear accurate. to God. I, I swear to God, when he calls him over and he goes, "I got something to show you. Come over here," and, go, and he says something like, "What's up, uncle Ro- such and such?" Uncle I think he Ronnie. just says, R- "Ronald." He says, I, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but because I thought he was his uncle the entire time until he was at home. I'm like, is that his dad? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what kind of broken home is he coming from? Uh, I don't think so, dude. I I'm swear pretty... it was. Whatever. We'll correct that later. Yeah, it sure. doesn't mean much, except for it might add another layer to his story, but like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Corey's, Corey's character is, is, interesting and i think that Corey's character is at this is one of the two main things that are at the center of the controversy of this movie mm-hmm. i feel like i don't know how to approach this without us talking about our feelings just, and then getting into it just get it out there i want to hear yours first My i want to hear yours first did you like this movie did you think it was a good movie did you like what i want to know what you thought first i liked it a lot i did too I really did. Did you really? I did. Dude? Dude? You did a fantastic <laughs> job of fucking... Thank you. <laughs> ...misdirecting me tonight. Because I thought for sure we were going to fight about this. <laughs> I was really trying to uh, uh, save my, my composure about this. You, but. Did, the, you did the... Because because <laughs> normally when you hate a movie at the beginning of our episode... I broadcast it. You'll, you'll be like... You'll be like not that this deserved the such and such. <laughs> and you did that shit earlier. And I was like, all right, here we go. Getting the fucking yep. boxing gloves so out. I I thought I was going to hate the movie. I really did. Um, I, I went in Based with, on other people's opinions, uh, right? Dude, I went in with no expectations at all. Neither did I. I, I did tell you. I told you, that, I told you that I... Uh, Tommy, from Aaron's work, he said he liked it. And he, he seems... I've only met him once at a show. And I think I'd like to hang out with the guy because he's the seems... guy that came to the movies with us. No, that was John. Okay. Uh, Tommy. How many? Se- how many men does your wife hang? Oh, out dude, so many. Work. Yeah, she's just drowning in dick. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he no he like every time Good she thing she's a doctor she might need mouth to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> every time she talks to him about a horror movie, his his opinions always seem to line up with ours. Sure. Sure. And Aaron and I have very similar tastes in horror sure. movies. Um, Did Aaron like this as well? Oh, loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, like, it, it had a very psychological... So that's... Let me, let me so, say that. So Aaron, from a psychological background, she loved it. Sure. Loved it. And then also Adam Graham from the... Uh, is it New York? New York whatever, uh, whatever. Not New York. Is it Detroit Free Press? How did the Graham Cracker feel about it? Uh, he loved it. Okay. So, and he, and he, had a, he had a really great review of it, too. Here's um, the thing. Breaking it down. Alex from Beyond the Void, I love his 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 wording for these kind of movies. Yeah. I'm gonna use and I'm only using his description of this here. I think that a lot of people went into this movie expecting, quote, a stabby man movie. Oh yeah, right. 
that I think that a lot of people forget that's not what the Halloween series started as. Halloween is not about Michael Myers. The 1970s Halloween. Oh, and by the way, by the way, much love to uh, to, to Alex. I just like Stabby Man. Stabby Man's funny. Even if we, even if we, even if we (laughs) very much disagree on this movie, much love to Alex. Um, Halloween is a Laurie Strode movie. It is about her. It is not about Michael Myers. Michael Myers is a secondary character in that movie. And you know why I can tell you that? Why? Halloween Ends had more Michael Myers screen time than the original Halloween. Well... Which a lot of people, their big thing was, is Michael Myers even going to show up in this movie? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, all right. Like, shut but hold the fuck on, up. Hold on. I will, I will say this in the defense of the people who are, who are saying that. Um... The screen time, so like it was, yeah, a lot of people posted like uh, um, Michael Myers had nine minutes and 45 seconds of screen time in, in the original 78 yeah, movie. Yeah, like 10 and, and change, 10, yeah. 10 minutes and 40. Not much more, but it is more. 10 minutes and 44 seconds. Okay, so he has more screen time in this movie, but it is about how that screen time was used. Sure, I'll give much, you that. Much of the screen time in this movie is used showing Michael as a decrepit old man or being beat like having the shit beat out of him by laurie strode or by some random kid so like they did halloween kills or i'm sorry halloween 2018 was a movie about both of them coming out of their their slumber for the last 40 years Right, right 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 halloween kills was about michael myers yeah Halloween Ends was about Laurie Strode. Right. Halloween Ends is a character piece that is, is, and and this is what I think people aren't getting. I think that people want, they just wanted a Stabby Man movie. That's all they wanted. That's not what this was about. And I think that's the reason people don't like it. This movie is a drama through and through. It's a drama. Right. With horror elements to it. This is a movie that is about dealing with lifelong trauma and how it affects you, it affects the people around you, yeah. and how it affects life in general. It's a movie about healing. It's and not only about, not only personal it's, it's, tra- not only personal trauma because it does deal with that a lot, but also trauma it like in a community setting. Yeah, because like uh, even if I found Halloween Kills to be cheesy with all the we will not let fear divide us or whatever the fuck that like we will not let fear rule over us whatever the yeah. whatever they were chanting in that movie I thought was really corny but it was it was kind of the point like this entire like you see that you see in Halloween Ends that not only is Laurie Strode well actually Laurie Strode in Halloween 2018 was a broken human being sure hiding away in the woods yeah. waiting for this man to come back and kill her at some point uh-huh. by the by the time you get to this movie she's a she's somebody who is um no longer letting the trauma of her past identify who who she is she bought a house she, right she came out of the woods right. she's writing a memoir right. she's doing all this stuff like right she's, she's trying she's, to live her life she's now. no longer letting her trauma define who she is yeah. so she's moving on whereas the town has not moved on the town <clears throat> is still defining themselves by that trauma and they're aiming their ire at Lori strode yeah like how many like there's quite a few instances throughout this movie where she's just trying to live her life and somebody turns to her and says like it's because you tempted that man 
and you brought this monster to town that we all have to suffer. Sure. Well, nobody's seen him in four years, you know? Sure. It's like, yeah, he's still at large, and that's scary, but maybe it's well, time to move on. Maybe so it's time to deal with these demons and fucking this, move on. I, as much as I liked this movie, I'm not going to say that it was a perfect movie. There are things about it that I don't like, and, okay. you, just, and you just touched on one of them. Sure. I... Excuse me. I don't think that the idea that it's Laurie's fault that Michael Myers came back is valid whatsoever. In I twenty think, in twenty eighteen in twenty eighteen she like the in in, in, but I in Halloween that's... ends. Sorry, let me let me get yeah, this yeah, yeah, in Halloween ahead. ends. People are giving her shit like you antagonized him and that caused all of this shit to come back. Mm-hmm. She didn't antagonize him to come back in twenty eighteen. I think, At all, I think it was the doctor and that and that film crew that antagonized. I think that's the point. Nothing though. to do with her. I think that's a point, though. They needed some. They needed somebody to blame. They needed someone to okay. pl- place all so that this, blame on. Okay, so so that then and so, I, I thought about this. That that further kind of goes into the whole idea of this is a person dealing with trauma and so where they have to deal with this thing that isn't necessarily their fault. And so likewise with Corey, like. The shape, the shape had disappeared for four years, right? Yeah. The boogeyman was gone, and so when the thing happened between Corey and the kid, when the kid tragically ends up dying in the yeah. beginning of the movie, yeah. the whole town turned against Corey, even though he was seemingly innocent. Correct, right? I, it was a, it was a, it was a mistake, and there, it's their, kind of the uh, same thing on a much smaller, truncated scale for, it was this, like for mic- the sake of the movie. A microcosm of yeah. what was going on with yes. Lori. like they blamed her for forty years for this horrible person coming into town and wreaking havoc yes. right so he was and basically so, the new boogeyman right they could that they could now exactly whatever right i i did think this though the the, the character of Corey is extremely polarizing and i actually agree with that i i think that Corey's character was a bit out of place in this movie i, th- I feel like his character had a place in the movie mm-hmm. but i feel like introducing a new character and having him be such a focal point in only one <clears throat> the and here and and yeah, and, and and him only being in the one movie, I was gonna go on something else here, but I think that like they should have introduced his character in an earlier movie, and it would have made more sense. I feel like uh, that kid dying should have been in twenty eighteen or in Kills. Mm-hmm. Should have started Corey's like development in one of those earlier movies. Introducing him in this movie feels shoehorned in because he's such a big part of the movie. It feels like they didn't have a they didn't have a story to wrap up the other characters, and they needed this to kind of wrap them around. It doesn't feel like it's necessarily an organic part of the entire story in general. The only reason I disagree is because they do a pretty good job of go, because it 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 would seem out of place if you just had uh, this you know this poor teenage kid or however however old Corey was teenage I'm assuming yeah. It would seem out of place, like if you had him just from 2018 to, tw- well, I guess it was four years. I mean, like becoming the social pariah in town. Um, and I guess if you, you got to kind of like think if, about that, like four years have gone by and he's become if, the pariah in town, like he's the new monster in so town. So we all know that Michael Myers was is responsible for the kid for locking him for locking Corey into the uh, attic in the house, right? And he's responsible for the kid doing whatever. And then Michael he, Myers. Yeah. Michael Myers was in the house that night when he when when Corey got locked in the attic. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He grabbed the fucking knife. The knife was on the stairs. The kid didn't grab the knife. 
He found the knife because Michael Myers was there. There was other shit going on in the house. Did I miss that? He found the he found the the the, the butcher not butcher. I knife, feel like the, it was a it was a fucking bread kid, knife, dude. He, no, was, well, whatever. He found the knife though on the stairs I just feel, of the house. That I wasn't just, the kid. I just thought the kid did it as a goof. No, that wasn't no because they didn't show they didn't ever once indicate that the kid was behind this at all. The kid was a shithead. The kid was a shithead, but like. I think that was a misdirect. To me, that I was a misdirect. I think Michael Myers was in that house, dude. That whole scene, I took as Michael Myers was in the house. Why was Why was Michael Myers not out actively killing people then th- throughout the entire four years previous? Like, I think because, what do you mean? He was always there. He was always in the sewers. Like, he was there the entire time grabbing random people here and there. Sure. I just, like, I felt like that was more like people who were who happened to find themselves down under that bridge though. Like, I don't think he was, he was a, a middle-aged man. But, that, but maybe that's why, maybe that's why nobody died in the house that night. Cause Michael Myers is a broken down killer at this point. He suffered all this trauma. He's not the same killer he was. So he broke into the house trying to get somebody and it didn't work out. And Corey's the one that ended up actually killing the kid. I'm going to rewatch it, but I don't think that's... That's how I took it. I don't think that Michael was in the house then. Oh, I see, I disagree. That's how I took it Okay, so, I watched it. So that being said, like, take... So here's take, my... Here, go down so, the avenue that you're... So my avenue is this. I feel like if that was the case, rather than this being a case of Michael Myers is coming back after all this and, and this whole murder of the kid gets... Or killing of the kid gets set up... Mm-hmm. I feel like that should have happened in either 2018 or 20 or, or in kills, right? Start the story, introduce the character of Corey earlier on, Mm -hmm. have his character build alongside the rest of the characters. Mm. And then when, when Allison and him meet in this movie, it doesn't feel, excuse me, shoehorned in, shoehorned, shoehorned in. (laughs) You shoehorn. Like, I feel like if, if you're going to do a trilogy of movies, which is what they signed up for, David Gordon Green, they, they knew from the beginning they were doing a trilogy, have a thread and a storyline that goes through all three, if not at least two each of the movies. Okay. They didn't do that. It feels like they got to this movie and they just came up with a radically different storyline that didn't connect with the other two movies outside of Laurie Strode at all. To me... That, I will say, is my one criticism of this movie. To me, I still feel like that was kind of intentional. Like, it, it was just to show how when when the threat, when the boogeyman is gone from town, when when nobody's heard from him in so long, it doesn't take long. Like, because to me, Halloween Kills was all, like, the 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 underlying commentary in that movie was about how misinformation can create um, mob mentality yeah can create create uh yeah just like mass sure. mass hysteria sure you know what i mean sure and so they went from this heightened sense of hysteria to suddenly the boogeyman's gone sure well we need to refocus all of this ire and all of this uh like all this attention that we have on something else and they quickly got a new boogeyman to focus on so that to me sure. it, it that to me it, it it i'm comfortable with the way that they did it in this movie i'm i'm less comfortable with it i just i just it and feels that's fine that's, that's fine it just feels like they they needed something so they came up with this brand new character it's the third movie the third movie should never introduce 
new central characters. The third movie is about oh. is about ending things. Well, I mean, you if don't you're... you don't introduce characters in an ending. Okay, well you that don't. that being said, though, I think like the way they pulled off introducing this third character, I feel like it was it was I mean it was sixty percent of the story, and I feel well, it like was. and I feel like I really loved that section of the story. But the story, but the story though, in my opinion, the main story of the movie is Laurie Strode. So. I feel like here's well here's, the interesting thing you... is like the interesting thing is and and uh, Aaron and I were talking about this earlier. It's like so in Halloween '78 you had Laurie Strode mm-hmm. and Michael Myers. Yes, you had Michael Myers after Laurie Strode. They had this connection in some way, and then you had Doctor Loomis, who was this, who was the uh, the the expert on the outside who knew everything about Michael and knew what his moves were going to be and everything. Sure, in this movie. You essentially have Corey taking the place of Michael and Allie, Allison, taking the place of Lori and Lori becoming the new Loomis because she knows everything about Michael. And in the in the original, in 1978, everybody blames Dr. Loomis for releasing this evil on the town. Like, oh, how could you let him get away? Blah, 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 blah. And how many times throughout this new movie... Do people stop Lori and say, "Hey, bitch! Like you, you let you yeah. tempted this man. You let this you let this evil out on the town, and now she's the Michael Myers expert." Sure, no, I I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily see it that way. I just don't. Um, I, I I think that I don't know, man. Like I I just think I just feel like this movie. So if if Halloween 2018 was the beginning, right? That was part one. Mm-hmm. I feel like. If you have beginning, middle, and end, Halloween 2018 was the beginning, right? Yeah. Halloween Kills was the middle, I feel like. Well, Halloween Halloween uh, 2018 hear, hear and... Out, hear me out. Hear me out. Halloween Kills was the middle sure, part. Sure, I feel like they didn't have an ending. And Halloween Ends feels like when you read a book or whatever, right? After all the chapters are done, there's always a prologue. Mm-hmm. Halloween Ends feels like a prologue to me. So what's wrong with that? Because there's no ending to it. Because there's no... Or you like, mean an epilogue. Or an epilogue. That's, what I, prologue, That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like Halloween Ends feels like the epilogue. Like like everything happened and this is now the fallout of the characters. What's, That's, wrong? what's wrong with no, that? No, no, no. Nothing <laughs> wrong with it. But, but it feels like it's missing a chapter though. It feels like they tried to they tried to to put the second part of the middle and the prologue together. Where I feel like if you wanted to do the story of Corey, whereas like somebody either picking up the mantle or Michael Myers is now this shell of a person and he's teaching somebody new, whatever. There's a whole story there they could have they could have made into another movie before getting to the the epilogue part of the story, which is what Halloween ends was. I just don't think like, I I think if they would have taken the time to develop Corey's character in a separate movie, there would be nothing left for another movie. I don't, I I don't know. Like I I felt like the, I felt like the pacing of this movie was, it did, it did happen pretty fast. But like I said, you, um, actually I started to say this earlier and I didn't finish it, but like you go back and you see that, oh, Corey has a shit home life. His mother's a complete fucking nut job. Um, and now he's been the social pariah for the last four years sure. and everybody in town has been mistreating, sure. mistreating him. So like the idea of him slowly starting to lose grip is, no, is I get completely that. believable. I get that. His, his whole thing though, there, there's a lot of other aspects to this and we're going to talk 
probably too long about this movie, but like it this is, is going to be a three-hour episode. It, just I got to hope not. Well, it is. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I I felt like I felt like, and I don't want to get into this stuff right now because we'll get into it later. But like, there's there's a lot of stuff that happened in this movie that I feel like are callbacks and things towards other movies. Which might explain certain things. I Towards think other a, Halloween movies? Yeah, there's a lot of oh, layers. There's a, there's a of, lot of layers to this movie that I feel like they don't all line up, but they all add well, to I, the story. I feel like some of them were just enough. I, well, some of the some of the callbacks, like in the, I feel like some of them weren't necessarily. Uh, before we get to the callbacks, before we get to the callbacks, I, but I'm I'm saying like some of them weren't necessarily integral to the to the to the story. See, I think some I of, think some of them I think some were. of them were just like like little 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 spots where people who know Halloween were just supposed to be like oh oh I think some of that? them could have been though sure could have been sure to finish up the my, my my thoughts on on him though I feel like I feel like this movie should have been. The end of the series, right? Like the the very last movie, it should have been the focus of Michael, Laurie, and Al and Allie. Mm-hmm. That is it. Mm-hmm. To introduce a new character that took up so much time of the movie, I feel like kind of robs us a little bit of what more we could have seen. Like this should have been the come down movie, which is why I say I feel like there was a, there was a, a chapter missing. You could have done all this stuff in a previous chapter and then this movie could have been that last come down. It, I don't think it would I don't have know, been, but then you would have had a whole I don't think like, that it would have been anybody's favorite movie. Then you would have had a whole movie just about people who weren't Michael Myers. No, Michael Myers can be in it. That's the thing. That's this, what this, this movie was. This movie was essentially about people that weren't Michael Myers though. Yeah. So you you're talking about making another movie. You're talking about essentially making this movie and then making another movie where everything wraps up. No, 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 not at all. I'm t- I'm saying take the take the Corey storyline and separate that out and flesh that out but into then, another movie. But then people would hate it even more because it would be even less. So Michael then, Myers. so then, so then, so then the answer is this, the character of Corey is unnecessary in this movie. Oh, I disagree, dude. No, I think there could have been something that he, I think that he, that character in and of itself is unnecessary. I'm not saying that it's not necessary for something to fill that void. I don't know that what Corey, else would fill, what else would fill that void? I don't the know. The whole point of this story is, 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 is uh, Lori is telling her story about overcoming adversity and like, and, sure, and defeating evil, but, but there's, the... but evil is never truly able to be defeated because but it why continues Corey... to take on new shapes. But why does, Cor- uh, but why does Corey take over the Michael Myers role though? Why is he because drawn of, because to that? of what Lori says, evil never dies. It simply changes shape. So then why, then why was Corey the same shape, literally? Well, because that's, I mean... The, but that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're following a linear line that shouldn't be linear. But point. it's it's the, the changes in the changes in the... The I don't change know. I, isn't like I felt it, like I felt like him fighting Michael Myers and I, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I actually love the idea that Michael Myers is in the sewers. Like I love the old, fact that old he's Michael an old Myers, man. old Michael Myers is what we wanted from yes, old Leatherface. Kind of, yeah. We like like he's he's an old man. He had two movies where he had his final burst, right? Right. In Halloween, and in Halloween Kills, he gets Halloween the kills, shit beat out of him. In Halloween Kills, even though it wasn't my favorite movie. He gets the shit kicked out of him. He's losing fingers. I think he's losing a hand at this point. Like, he's he's broken down. He is not the killer right. that he once was. 
Right. So like, yeah, I get it. Like he was once this massive thing, even like the craziest, even Hitler would have been coming, would have become an old man and wouldn't have been able to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that happens. And I like that storyline. I like the fact that he has no choice, but to live in the sewers because he's now that, that's the space he inhabits because no, he can't go anywhere. Right. Sure. I love that story. Cause he's do. human. Yeah. Like that's what I actually like to me. I like the idea of Michael Myers just being human. See, he's and- a psychopath and he's driven by this insatiable need to, to kill. Yep. Which, which makes him seem almost superhuman. But I've never really, like, I like the idea of a, a natural human being, Michael Myers, over a supernatural Michael Myers, because to me, the human aspect is scarier I than agree. supernatural. The unfortunate part of that, though, and not to throw holes in this, but the unfortunate part of that is that the original Halloween, she shoots him multiple times in the chest and he's gone. Well, you got uh, yeah, no, no, I mean, no, 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 to no, suspend disbelief a little bit. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. <laughs> That goes into Halloween 2018, right? Because we're mm-hmm. disregarding everything else. Sure, right. He comes, he's alive, he's back, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he survived multiple gunshots to the chest. Sure. And at the end of Kills, he's stabbed a shit ton of times. Mm-hmm. He's destroyed and this and that. Yeah, at the end of Kills, though, they establish, and we talked about this when we did the Kills episode, mm-hmm. they establish that the more he gets beaten down, the more power he gets which is kind of supernatural. Like, he feeds off of the the hate energy of the people. That is a supernatural trait. Halloween Ends establishes him having supernatural-type powers. It, it, it just does. It does? It does. In my opinion, yes, it does. Okay, so Aaron, and it's not, Aaron, it's Aaron not and I just talked my about, opinion. Aaron and I talked about this a lot. And no, I, I'm, still, I'm still up in the air as to whether or not he is supernatural. Well, and I'm just clearly me, shows he I'm doesn't. I'm just saying, me personally, I like the idea of a human Michael Myers more than I a agree. Supernatural no, no, I Michael agree. Myers. And and the so end does, of and the end of ends proves that he is just a human. The thing, the problem with that though, <clears throat> is that the story they were telling in Kills mm-hmm. that no longer really lines up with that because if he was just a man, he but, would not have been able to do. But what the whole, he did. but the whole, like you're it's, not. It's but. I think we even talked about I'm if I if we didn't you can correct me but like I think we even talked about this when we talked about Halloween kills you're not really seeing the the story from Michael's point of view Halloween kills is from the mob's point of view sure and so from the mob the, beats him down and from the mob's point of view he is this legendary boogeyman he's this legendary monster yeah and so from their point of view he is this unbeatable supernatural force. Sure. When he might just be a human being. Let me read something to you. Like, Let me read something to you. Do you know what I'm saying, yeah. though? Re- like, re- like re- Halloween Kills was all about mass hysteria. It was all... Sure. And, like, and th- think about, like, we deal with this shit all the time on a cultural level. Mass sure. hysteria is ubiquitous these days. Sure. And... <laughs> How many times are things misrepresented? Yeah, because the collective thinks that they are that way. Well, sure, sure. Let me let me read this to you. This is this comes from the IMDb uh, message boards or whatever, and I mm-hmm. think that it's I think that it's interesting. Um, 
where I lost here. Okay. It says, at the end of Halloween Kills, Laurie Strode suggests that Michael Myers has some supernatural qualities. In that, he seems to thrive on the fear of the people and become stronger with every kill. This seems to be confirmed in this movie. When Corey finds Michael, he seems substantially weakened, but after he brings him uh, Officer Doug to kill, Michael becomes noticeably more energetic and powerful. So therefore, Michael feeds off of the kills. As soon as he gets a little bit of the upper hand, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger, right? But that's, but that's like any addict, really. Like Sure. Like think like think of we've I mean how many times have we seen something like this in movies? How many times have you heard something something like this in real life? Like a person who's never actually engaged in the act of killing before, sure. and then they finally have their first kill, and they're like, you know, like in an, in an interrogation, like, oh, it just like it made me feel this rush, like oh, this Dahmer. I just finished Dahmer, so yeah, right, that, like that you, exactly. You feel this like indescribable power sure because you just took somebody's life sure so why is that not i know I why guess, is that not I, why no, does no, that no. not explain it in a human sense i do get that i feel like with michael myers's boost of energy in this movie whether it be him fighting Corey in the sewers or him being able to kill like random homeless guys that wander into the sewer those are like little spurts of energy that he has left that is keeping him alive, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I love the fact that Michael Myers is old and decrepit in this movie. I do. Mm-hmm. I actually love the fact that the ending of the movie, and this is a huge point of contention, <laughs> I actually love the ending. I love the fact that all Lori had to do was slit his wrist and slit his throat. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she had done simple things like shoot him before in the past and this and that, it was the fact that she was no longer afraid of him and he had no more power over her. It's it actually was, very it was, Freddy Krueger-like. It was weirdly intimate, too. It was. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. It, Are you kidding like, me? It was really like this, this culmination. tension between the two of them? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I was I was talking to Aaron about this earlier, and it was, it was weird because uh, they actually... In these in these past three movies, they they almost set Laurie up as this person who is in going back to the this idea of like uh, of past trauma, the idea of somebody who lets their trauma define who they are for the rest of their their lives. That's who you got from Laurie in the twenty eighteen movie. She was a person who was letting her experience with Michael define who she was forever. And by at the end of this, this proves at your the, point about kills. At too. the end of this movie, she has tried to move on the best that she can. Yeah, it's the same. And, it's it's the same. Honestly, it's the same way that Nightmare on Elm Street series is set up. He's not dangerous if you're not afraid of him. It's the same. It's the, literally the same kind of thing. Once you fight back, you're good. Because at the end of Halloween ends, she's she, no longer afraid of him. She says, "You're just a man in a mask." And she who, can kill who, him. Who can bleed and who can die. Which which, which which, which, furthers my love for the narrative of this movie because it's literally about trauma. It's right. literally about her dealing with trauma. Right. right. One of the things that we have not touched on this is the, is Allison's character. Mm-hmm. I did not like Allison's character mm. in this movie. That's what I was getting to. Like, yeah. she, like, uh, like, Lori has essentially defined herself up to this point by her trauma and, and she's forever tied to michael myers yeah she feels that way the whole community feels that way and then when you get to this movie she's finally trying to move on but people keep reminding her that she's the one that brought the boogeyman to the to to town 
Sure. And so it's so hard for her to move on. And then, like I said, you kind of have Allison moving into the Lori Strode uh, position. Sure. And her Michael Myers is Corey. So they have a they have a weird sort of uh, they have a weird kind of relationship because he is the new Michael Myers in a sense. Yeah. The difference but is that this Lori is actually fucking Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> right. Like they like so it's neither one of the Lorries can live without their Michaels. Sure. Lori okay. Strode can't that. live without Michael Myers because that's how she's chosen to define herself until this movie where she chose to move on. Yeah. And Allison is so fucked up from all the trauma that she's had from the past few years that okay. once she finds this person to attach herself to, she literally can't live without him. Okay. You know she, want, I, she wants I to take that. him and yeah. she wants to burn the whole place down with that. him. I still don't like... Parts and so, of her character, though, and so you could almost think of her relationship with Corey in this movie as a microcosm of what Laurie and Michael have had the whole time. Yeah, they 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 went from uh, they went from I mean not not a not a I guess in different ways an intimate relationship sure. to moving on. By the sure. end of the movie. Sure. Both of those things happen, except for Lori, for her, it took 40 years with Michael, and for Allison, it took, you know, 40 days or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I, 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 I'm I, changing my perspective a little bit on her because of that, what you just said. I didn't look at it in those terms yeah. know, of, the, of Corey being her Michael Myers. Like, I didn't really right. look at it like that. There are still things, though, that I don't like. I, I feel like... They made Allison's character very, very like apathetic to Lori, which doesn't make sense to me because she blames Lori for bringing like Michael Myers back into the life and very like she blames Lori for Michael Myers in that sense, right? And the thing is, is like Lori had been warning her and her mother about Michael Myers forever, <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. And he came back and he killed a ton of people, including Allison's mother. Yet for some reason, Allison thinks that this is her. Like, the, I don't really understand that. Maybe that's maybe that's just the whole like childish rebellion thing where they're not whatever. But like, I didn't like that necessarily. It's like, like, what are you holding against Lori? She was right about everything. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I think like you think that would bring you closer, not further apart. Yeah. You know? I didn't really understand that dynamic. Well, but she doesn't really she she really doesn't tr- start to turn on her until she meets Corey. Like they have a pretty good relationship at the at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. As soon as she meets Corey, yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess you know what I mean. Like, yeah, okay. But I I do I do. But she does she does hold on to Corey though in really weird ways. Like Corey is very obviously a bad dude. Bad in terms of like just mentally not stable, right? And it's it's uh, it's super obvious. It's, well, it's, it is. it's funny too that Lori is the one who brings Corey into Allison's I'll, life. I'll take one more if you got one, James. You know what I mean? Yes. She's she's literally the one who yeah, introduces yeah. the two of them. <laughs> so she's completely responsible for 
Although she couldn't have seen what was going to happen. There's a scene. There's a scene where Corey <clears throat> wakes up in the house that the kid that he killed in the beginning died in. Yeah. And Lori is sitting in a rocking, in a chair, a regular chair, just rocking against the door. Yeah. Making a clicking sound every time she goes back, mm-hmm. waiting for him to wake up. It was such a badass scene. Yeah, I it was a great it. scene. Love it. Love it. And then she it. did the Michael Myers disappearing act. Yeah, <laughs> that was, was so great. cool. It was great. Um, let's, let's get, okay. So we, we both like this movie. Yes. Uh, honestly, there's way more that we could talk about. This is a movie you could talk about for hours. Um, maybe we should do like a separate segment. We've talked about this before, like where we deep dive into shit. I would even love to get somebody in here who hated the movie and try and talk, talk to them. Like I have, like I'd love to have Alex on and like, and, and you know, like, talk it out for a while you know what i mean sure see if he could sway us see if we could sway him a little bit i don't know sway sway but before we move on to the next movie we do need to talk about some of the kills we didn't talk about any of the kills and some of the callbacks because there were some pretty awesome callbacks in this movie sure um so as far as the kills go brutal so like some really (laughs) brutal starting starting with the fucking the kid in the beginning (laughs) I mean, they did the kids so dirty. Uh, like, they could have just showed a kid falling to the floor, but they they straight up, like, reverse scorpioned the kid. Yeah, yeah. And you see his... <laughs> it's, like, it's so brutal. Like, seeing his face, like, when he hits the ground and, and doing the, like, the... I mean, in fairness, the kid was a shit, so... Oh, the kid... Well, I mean... He, he might observe it. He, he got what he was coming to him. And honestly, whose parents have a four-story house? And you kind you were kind of asking for it. Rich people, right? I don't know, yeah. Um, but some of the some of the kills I I thought were pretty good. Uh, there was uh um uh, it, it was actually most of the, most of the really brutal kills came from Corey. Yeah. Like when he Which chased. Which is why people have a problem with the movie, but. But it was the whole idea. On, of, it was the whole idea of <laughs> evil taking different shapes, and yeah, I don't know, that's yeah. like it's fine. It's fine with me. Sure. I don't know why. Like you know, I don't sure. know why people had such a huge de- uh, such a huge deal with it. But like because they didn't do it in four. That's why. Yeah. Because they did. Because they could have done it at the end of four, and they didn't do it. I think when uh, like that's when <laughs> when he chases down those kids who were bullying him. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like the so junk good. the junkyard scene. I the think junkyard that... scene was great. So, did you know that Corey's character was completely modeled after um, the kid from Christine? Oh, everything about it was. He Dude. was wearing the same clothes. Yeah. He was, and and then they, the the writers even said this. I didn't like that. Why 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 draw from a character from another movie? You don't need to. Like, be original. I I don't I don't understand the need to draw inspiration from a completely unrelated movie. Well, it's not come. Completely unrelated. It's completely unrelated. What? Because John Carpenter directed it. Like no, well, yeah. That I means mean, it's nothing. kind of an homage to John Carpenter. No, no, it means nothing. There's plenty of homages to John Carpenter. John Carpenter filmed, uh, scored the fucking movie. Like you don't need more homages to John Carpenter. But Corey, Corey was very much. I, don't uh, know. Uh, I, I what, just thought that was lame. What the hell was that kid's name? I can't remember. What it was. Ernie, what was it? Eli, Ernie, 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 yeah, Ernie, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was lame. Corey was very much. Honestly, if you wouldn't have pointed it out, I don't think I would have ever. No, noticed, but that so. was legitimately what it was. Um, I I think that too. Um... Oh, when he when he goes, <laughs> well, first of all, Darcy the male male girl, Darcy the male girl was in this movie. Yep, yep. Uh, she gets killed. Her and her gigantic titties. <laughs> yes, that. Uh, she. Well, how did she get killed? I don't remember. Did he? 
She was the, the star, radio she was, host. She was, she was, at was the, radi- the radio. She was, radio. She was like no, the, she was the receptionist. Like the receptionist. Yep. When he goes in, when he goes in and he smashes the DJ's face into the the, uh, turntable. the turntable over and over until his so jaw good. is falling yeah. off. His oh, tongue comes. He cuts his tongue out and then the tongue is causing the record to skip. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. Dip it. That's great. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I love the callback to in the original Halloween. They're watching Howard Hawks' The Thing from Another World. Oh and yeah. In this movie, they're watching John, John Carpenter. Carpenter's See, the thing. That's a good John yeah, Carpenter that's call. Good. Yeah. You don't need anything more than that. There's your there's your road. Did you did you notice the part when when Corey jumps off of the record uh, the the radio station when he hits the ground he's laying down and then he sits up just like Michael. Does? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, of course. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, he to was miss, already right? Michael Myers at that point though. So it makes sense. Right. Um, I talking about some callbacks here. The opening. So, okay. So we're going to get in some, some weird conspiracy territory here. This brings, this brings back. It's a whole, I, we're going to go along. This is going to be it a is, three hour it episode. It is. it is what it is, guys. Um, Halloween, the, the Halloween ends title screen was done in the same font, color, everything as Halloween three. <clears throat> right. Right. Not now that could be just because <clears throat> this is the third movie in the trilogy. Right. Sure. But technically speaking, this is the fourth movie in the franchise because this movie still encompasses the original Halloween. So right. it's technically the fourth movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that... I, I made notes on this. Hold on a second. I, I want to make sure that I have all of these notes correct here. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. Here, I'm just going to read you my notes, and we'll go through this one by one. Okay. Does the fact that the title logo is the Halloween 3 blue font mean anything other than this is the third movie, technically the fourth? Um, now, this movie had a very big emphasis on masks. Yeah. Not only did he truly become Michael Myers when he took the Michael Myers mask, but they focused on that scarecrow mask. They ton. really did, yeah. As if to say... Like, there's a silver shamrock type kind of thing behind the making of these Halloween masks. Mm, okay. Now, the See, Michael Myers to... mask, mind you, was still a Halloween mask that he grabbed off the shelf in, in, a, in a hardware store in the beginning of the movie. It was no different than what that scarecrow mask would have been nowadays. Right? Mm-hmm. So, are they trying to maybe say that these types of masks subconsciously are driving people crazy because they focused on that scarecrow mask way more than what was necessary. See, I guess to me, I was thinking more in the, uh, symbolic sense. Like what, what does a scarecrow represent? You know, like, uh, like, like something, something that's something that's made to look threatening, but isn't but he was threatening he killed people he it wasn't a smoke show yeah now here's my third part here's smoke, my third part smoke show smoke show's a hot girl <laughs> you know, yeah you know <laughs> my here's my point though here uh, or my third point uh Lori's memoir that she's writing is called stalkers saviors and Samhain. yeah I, this I, is the first mention of Samhain. Since in this, the, in this, in this, since the timeline, second movie, right? In this timeline. Oh, and oh, yeah. Samhain is a huge part of Halloween three, which they are already drawing a lot of attention to. I hate that she did. She spell it Samhain. No, Samhain. 
It's, it's spelled the same way. I mean, how did she spell it? It's S A M H A I N. I think is how it's spelled. That's how she spelled it on her on her yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she spelled it like a, a stupid way so oh, that people no, no. could read it phonetically. No, it's, it's Samhain. Okay. No, it's Samhain. All right. So like that's the thing though. They don't mention this whole Celtic thing that was the main part of Halloween three. Which the titles were, which they're focusing on. Matt, like I feel like there's too much about this movie that kind of points in that direction subconsciously for it to not be intentional. Yeah. And it wasn't until he started putting on the masks until Corey became crazy. Yeah, but that's then... That's the weird thing about it. Yeah, but then it was... I, like, I don't know. Like I said, this is conspiracy theory. Oh, sure. This is, this no, is, and, and this is the stuff no, I... This, this is, is the yeah. stuff I love. I love this, this kind of stuff. what if kind of stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love that... Uh, I would have to this see this is the kind of shit we need to we we actually should have had a conversation about this before the show. No, this is better. Because we could talk about this for like three hours. Um I wanna explore that a little more. Okay. Think about it. I, I like we, we I like the idea. I like the idea of tying this back to, to, to previous installments, even if it's a and so you so that would be you said they haven't mentioned that since the not in this t- timeline at least they've never mentioned it i think maybe i think maybe it might have mentioned the first halloween no someone someone might have mentioned it no someone i don't think it was oh was it did loomis mention was it, it two i or know that two? in two when they were in the hospital uh michael or somebody wrote it on the chalkboard yes yeah definitely and then obviously like once once they get into like the curse of thorn stuff that's yeah a, like a that's, pretty, yeah, well, that's pretty big part of it thing but yeah um yeah all right what else do you have um i think that's that those are the main things those are the main things that i that i picked up from the movie do you have anything else i don't think so dude like uh i, I love the love story between Lori and frank again we mentioned that in the beginning oh, well, of the thing of course I mean, it, it's just cute it's just, just a adorable. good ending it's a good <laughs> ending for the two of them yeah they're they're their uh, grocery store scene, I thought, was like the cutest old people reconnecting <laughs> scene ever. Like it's just, it's very endearing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was beautifully shot. It was well written. It was the two of them fucking made me believe that here's this guy that you knew was in love with her from Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. and they've clearly gone their separate ways or whatever. But he's still madly in love with her, and she lost her way but still knows that she's in love with him. There's a weird love story in there. Yeah. And I love how it literally, the, like the story between the two of them, there's no complications. Yeah. It's just him being there for her and her reciprocating to it. And mm-hmm. it ends with cherry blossoms. Like it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of this perfect love story ending to this otherwise completely fucked up. Movie. <laughs> yeah. and I love it. I really do. Yeah. The more that I'm talking about Halloween ends, the more I actually like it. Yeah. I want to watch. Like I want to watch people, it again. I already liked it, but like I don't know. All dude. these people that didn't like it are just shitty horror fans. No, they don't I'm not. Know they are. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not I gonna will. talk shit about people who didn't like this movie because they don't get it. Honest, they don't get it. Well, I'm not even gonna say that. Like I like. I think that there there are probably people who just who got it and just don't like it. No, like, they're uncultured swine, James. <laughs> That's what they are. I just think that like <laughs> I think that. I think that some people probably expect, you know, like certain things from their slasher movies or, you know, like 
even even Alex from uh from Beyond the Void, he said he's not a he's not a huge Halloween fan to begin he with. He just wanted a Stabby Man movie. Well, no, no, no. He like aside from that, he said I feel bad for people who are big fans of this franchise. And you know what? I've seen I've seen, but like he, Bucks, he me too. He's saying that like. He's saying that, and there are some people who are big fans of this franchise who absolutely fucking hated this movie. I don't get it. And there are other people who are big fans of this movie, uh, this franchise, who love this movie. Like it's. Let me let me and, end it. And and I think that it, it's all subjective. Like sure, it is. Everybody's it is. entitled to their opinions. I personally really like this movie. I love the psychological psychological aspect. I like the psychological uh, psychological aspect, aspect yeah, like of it. Like I really. I really enjoyed the side story about Corey and and Allison and 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 tying it into this idea that like evil takes on different shapes. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. I sure. love old Michael Myers. That's what you and I have been talking about with Leatherface for years. Like, sure. let's get some fucking let's these these are these are human beings. They're aging killers. They're aging killers. Like, let's yeah. see what they look like when they're old and decrepit and living in a fucking sewer. Sure. Right. I, I, let me end it by saying this. I feel like the people that didn't like this movie are the same people that had been gigantic fans of Stephen King, right? Horror maestro Stephen King. And then he puts out the Shawshank Redemption, right? Mm. I feel like the same people that can't wrap their head around an amazingly, like, darkly told drama because all they want is the horror stuff. And they can't wrap their head around something with the Shawshank Redemption. These, those are the same people that aren't going to like this movie because this Halloween Ends is in in a weird, very, very shell kind of way the Shawshank of the Halloween franchise. It's a drama, and it is a, it is a drama about about trauma and per, and people. I, That's what this movie is about. I agree with you, and with that being said. That is why I understand why some people hate it. Sure, no, because I do some get people, that too. some people just wanted a Michael Myers slasher film. I would, and argue, that's fine. That's totally, that's, that's totally fine. I would, argue and some that people are those, okay with getting a psychological thriller slash horror slasher. And, I would, I would argue that those people though don't truly understand the material. They don't. I, I would, I, know, I, I'm I'm I would, go, I would argue I'm that. Go, I'm not going to go that far. I will. I'm not going to go that far. I don't far. think that they truly understand the material or understand what like true horror actually is. Okay, you well are, now you're getting no, fucking no, crazy. Like I I don't I don't have the I I don't I'm sorry. I don't have the level of level of hubris that it takes to say that other people don't understand horror. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> like I just I can't do that because I'm I don't like tonight I stopped I stopped taking notes on on movies a long time ago. Sure, uh, I don't do that anymore. I don't read reviews. I don't listen to what other people have to say. I just come here and I like I discuss it with Aaron, you know. Sure, but like, I just come here and I talk about the shit that I see on screen. I get that. And to me, my like I every everything is completely completely subjective. I can't talk about how people are supposed to see this, how people are supposed, unless it's you, I can dog on sure, you about sure, stuff because sure, sure. I think you're an idiot most of the time. Right. But like, 
I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way to say like oh people don't understand this people don't don't get the source material because I'm not sure that I do. All I know is that I liked this movie, That's and all fair. I know is that I think that this movie fit very well with the other Halloween movies. That's fair. That's, that's, so that's like, a completely fair point. I liked what I saw. I agree with you. Uh, that being said, fuck everybody else. <laughs> Moving on. That being said, we're two hours in. Let's get into our second movie, which yes. is Wes Cravon's New Nightmare. Before we do, though... You know, quick. the other thing about Halloween Ends is... <laughs> <laughs> I do want to make a quick correction, though. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Christine earlier. Yeah. Uh, Corey's surname it, uh, comes from... Arnie Cunningham. Arnie Cunning, Cunningham. So Arnie, Arnie is his name. Yeah. Uh, but Cunningham though is his last name. I believe it's uh, Corey Cunningham is his name. Is it Corey? Cun- I believe oh, so. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. where it comes from when, in reference to Christine and how yada yada yada. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Anyway, Arnie, not Ernie. Hey, what did you think of Wes Cravon's New Nightmare? Sucked. Yep. Sucked. I've had wet dreams better. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the new the new nightmare. The new nightmare. Um, Part seven. <laughs> this to me was, this to me was Wes Craven dipping and dipping his toes into the to the world of meta. Oh, it wasn't dipping. This was diving headfirst into. But he was testing shit out. It's just my dog, dude. Just just dogs being dogs, my man. Are you sure? It's only a ghost. Well, it might be a ghost too. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Jesus Christ. Um, this was this was Wes getting getting a little kooky with it and getting meta before yeah. before Scream. This was this was the warm up to Scream. <clears throat> right. A- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Wes Craven's new nightmare from nineteen ninety four. Four. Nice. <laughs> I don't actually have that written down. Um, a demonic force. <laughs> I'm not chosen... entirely sure that's right. So, oh, look it up. A demonic <laughs> force has chosen Freddy Krueger as its portal to the real world. Can Heather Langkamp play the part of Nancy one more time to trap the evil trying to enter our world? <clears throat> Holy spoilers! Um, so this movie has the same cast largely as the original Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. uh, Heather Langenkamp returns as Heather Langenkamp. Imagine that. Um, Miko Hughes plays Dylan, her son. Miko Hughes, who is famous as Gage from uh, Pet Cemetery, and easily, easily the greatest child actor to ever grace the horror screen. I will say that. There is nobody better. Nobody. He was genuinely frightening as Gage when he was wearing that little three-piece suit and the top hat. And in this movie... Pretty damn creepy. Yeah. 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 He's he's the best to ever do it. Honest to God. Yeah. Um, let's see here. You have uh Wes Craven playing Wes Craven. You have Robert Englund playing Robert Englund and once again Freddy <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Um John Saxon returns to play John Saxon. Uh all these people also end up playing their same characters from the original <clears throat> movie. So John Saxon eventually is Nancy's father. Well, Wes Wes Cravon comes back to play um, Wes Craven. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Lynn Shay returns, even though I completely missed her in the movie. I don't know how I missed her. Really? I missed her. Yeah. Oh. I must have been looking away, taking notes or something. I don't know. I missed her. See, that's okay. I know. So yeah, she was up, in like up. a five-minute scene, dude. So then, then, <laughs> then, if that's the case, no, no. If that's the case, I just didn't recognize it was her. I can't stand watching movies with Mike sometimes because he looks away and I go, 
I have hey. short-term memory loss. I have to take notes. And I go, hey, watch the movie. And he's like, yeah, I totally am. And his eyes are on his phone for I'm- like 45 seconds. That's a long time when you're watching a movie, dude. There's so much that you can miss. And I'm, I keep peeking over at you to like to, to be like, oh, did he see that? You're did a he long see time, that? James. Did he see that? And you're looking at your phone, dude. I'm taking, taking notes. I know, but you're taking notes. And, and it's and it's coming at the it's, it's. I would forget everything if I didn't. And you're notes. sacrificing the experience. Sorry. I pol- my apologies. Watch to Watch every Shea. movie twice. Then my apologies to Lin Shay. Son of a bitch. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, my first note. Oh, it's Pet Cemetery's kid Gage. It's <laughs> my very first note. Oh, cool. No. Um. So when we <clears throat> talked last week, I had mentioned about how my memories of New Nightmare were foggy at best but i do remember not liking this movie like i remember just not getting it not being a fan of it i know that people loved this movie i just didn't get it right how do you feel now love this movie awesome love this movie i do like i i I think that it literally just came from a point of i i knew back in the day i expected a certain thing out of my freddy krueger movies this was not it. You were the guy. You were the guy that you're accusing Halloween fans of being right now. Yeah, and in 20 <laughs> years they can redeem themselves. It's totally fine. Am I right? I mean, it's like totally you were, fine. you were, you were the guy who was just like, "Wow, this isn't Freddy Krueger. I, do. this isn't the Freddy in, I know." In fairness, you're absolutely right because yeah. this was a completely different take on on this, the story and a different take on the on on the emotion of the story too. Oh yeah, you know it totally. really was. Um, I yeah. do have one complaint about like why did they give Freddy the thumb claw? I so so here's the thing. So That's the, the one complaint about the glove that I I have. I don't like the glove at all. I never did. Well, no. I still don't like the glove. The glove the glove so I like the I like the I built this in my little workshop. You know, this is this is the Mark 4. Is your dog fucking the door? It's just scratching at it. I like dick? I like that. <laughs> I like that idea. Like this this guy just like Hunched over a workbench, making his own glove out of leather and but, steel. But, this, but why did this he make the armatures glove... out of bone? That doesn't make oh, sense. Oh no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying I like the original version of the glove better. Oh, the original version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This the new version one of... though, it's made out of bone. Why would you have fake bone on Yeah, the this version of, of the glove I don't like as much. Brutus! The 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 the, the thing that I find most egregious is the thumb claw. Yeah, it's bad. It's fucking like that's that it's what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> let me let me go check on him real quick. I'll keep it going. The most egregious thing is the thumb claw, and um, it doesn't make any sense. James, punt it. Punt the dog, James. If I don't hear a poo, I'm not happy. Oh, did I hear it? All right, we're back. James, stop. No. Are you eating your dog? Are you eating your dog right now? No. You crunching on his bones? Poor no. Brutus. Poor Brutus. Did he taste good? Is he delicious? Listen, give me a second. Are you grass feeding him? Or is it like just salami sticks all He day? is grass fed. What are you, what are you, what are you feeding this He is a grass fed dog. <laughs> Literally all he eats is grass. Because you don't feed him. You just put him out in the backyard. <clears throat> yeah. There's Listen, <laughs> if you own a dog and you're feeding it <laughs> like dog food, you're a chump. There's literally no they're 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 omnivores, which means they could eat meat or they could eat grass. Like humans. And they're totally fine with just eating grass. Like humans. Yeah, exactly. Some humans are totally fine with eating grass. They're called vegans. Yep. 
And babies. Yeah. <laughs> and babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, not some babies. Not some babies. The fat ones have been eating meat since they were four years, four months old. <laughs> Anyway, though, where were we at here? Uh, the glove. We didn't let the uh, yeah. The glove was the fucking stupid. Um, yeah, it just, I just it was just it was just a dumb. I I know I get what they were trying to go for. It just didn't work. Um, and now I used to hate the makeup too, the Freddy Krueger makeup. I actually really enjoyed it. This time I like this version. I of liked Freddy. it a lot. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like his skin is split more than it's burned. Yeah, I liked it. And it's it's he's more dem, he's more demonic, and that's sure. the point. Sure, because you get in. Yeah, let's get into the story here. Well, I was, just, in, I was just say we're just real quick about Freddy himself, though and the look of him. Yeah, I I did think that the brand new fedora and the brand new pea coat he was wearing was a little weird. Dude, I loved it. I, I just, <laughs> just 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 scuff it up a little bit, the, like make I, it look I like he's know. been through some shit. I don't you know? know though, like something about that brand new, like that that evergreen fedora. <laughs> Was, I just shopped at Nordstrom's. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? He looks like an Instagram influencer, dude. <laughs> he looks so good. Because <laughs> I love earlier in the movie. Welcome to my handle, Freddy Six Six Six. I'm gonna live stream some murder for you. Well, and I love the I love the fact that like he does look very different in this movie, he right? Does, yeah. And but earlier in the movie, when Robert England comes out on on the uh, on the talk show, such a genius way to get classic Freddy back right. in the movie. When he comes out in the makeup, he looks like classic Freddy. Yeah. So they're acknowledging the fact that hey, we know that this is what Freddy looks like. Don't be offended by how we changed his appearance in this movie because he's a totally different entity yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So, so it's West- not Robert England in Freddy makeup anymore. It's a fucking demon. Yeah. You know. So so um so Wes Craven has said himself in interviews, uh, obviously before he passed, rest in peace, pouring out for you. Rip. Pouring out for your dead homie. Um, yeah, he has said that he actually goes back and forth on whether it was smart or not to change the look of Freddy. Mm. He goes, sometimes I like the idea. Sometimes I think if it wasn't broke, don't fix it. Um, I think that at the end of it, he ended up liking it. I know Robert Englund thinks this is his favorite movie. Or Robert Englund, this is his favorite movie of the Nightmare. Oh, really? Yeah. He goes, every time I watch it, I just kind of pick up something new about it, some new new. Well, he got to do whatever. a little bit of both, too. Like, he got to yeah, do absolutely. a little bit of, like, a little bit of classic Freddy, a little bit of Robert Englund, a absolutely. little bit of new Freddy. So, if you're not familiar with New Nightmare, though, the story, basically, everything takes place in real life. Everybody plays themselves. Yeah. Um, you have Heather Langkamp, Robert Englund, uh, uh, Bob Shea. Bob Shea. West Craven, Craven. they all played themselves, and it's literally about them as actors, and Heather Langkamp, um, and a lot of this was actually taken from her real life. Heather Langkamp had been dealing with a stalker that caused her to actually move to England for a few months. Really? To get out of uh, the States. And uh, uh, Wes Craven asked if he could include that in the script, and he wrote it in. She literally had a stalker. And ironically enough, he said in the Never Sleep Alone, or Never, <laughs> Never <laughs> Sleep Again, <laughs> Never, Sleep Again. Uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, that he thinks it's funny that the stalker ended up coming from her daytime TV soap show, or, or, or primetime TV show, whatever show, whatever show she was, primetime oh, really? show. The stalker came from that show being canceled, not Nightmare on Elm Street, which he thought was funny because (laughs) everybody thinks horror movies are the worst things, and it was this daytime soap or whatever that like caused the stalker to be crazy and and threaten her and all this stuff. Just the ten of us is that the? Mm, That might have been it. 
ironically enough, three of the girls on that show were Nightmare Girls. Really? Yeah, it was a big running joke that they're all part of the Nightmare <laughs> franchise. Uh, anyway, there's though, probably um, there's probably some like like super fan who went back and watched all of the show and like wove wove the narrative into like oh if you look at the like to make it seem like oh actually just the ten of us is is actually just a whole it's a dream sequence within the universe of Wes Craven's Nightmare all into like one like big long DVD. <laughs> I got a hundred bucks. <laughs> No, um, so it's funny though because everything about this movie is real. Heather Langenkamp is married to a special effects artist in real life. That are that character was supposed to be her husband. Her husband turned the role down because he was afraid of the curse of doing it on film. Oh, really? <laughs> From my understanding, yeah, dude, so they, I appreciate. So they hired a new guy to literally play the character that is her husband in real life. Uh, she was a new mother in real life. She did have a stalker in real life. Everything about this was a hundred percent real. I appreciate people who who are super who super <laughs> superstitious because I'm somewhat superstitious. Funny myself. fact: he's dead. Is he really? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> I don't he think, died. I don't think so. At least he died on the set of New Nightmare. Um, he was the legit uh, special effects artist that she married, uh, who was a, a special effects artist, I believe, on the, the first Nightmare movie. Oh, right so, on. Go figure. Right on. Um, but like, she did have a new kid, though. The whole deal. Robert Englund plays himself. I don't know if Robert Englund is a painter in real life, but I loved Robert the painter yeah. in this movie. <laughs> I don't know why I just did. Except for the fact that as he was talking on the phone with her, he was starting to breathe really heavy. And I go, yeah, you would notice that. Really heavy. You would notice that <gasps> shit if you were on the other end. <laughs> I will say this. Bob Shea, I thought, did a really good job in his role. Uh, Yeah. It was decent. He's, he's not he's, an actor. It's pretty obvious that he's not an actor, but I thought he was pretty good. Uh, one guy, though, who I thought did not have an excuse for being a bad actor for as long as he has been in the industry, Wes Craven was fucking terrible in this movie. Oh, <laughs> my God. His scenes are cringeworthy. I don't think it's fair to... I don't think it's fair to expect a director to be a good actor. No, but I do expect the writer of the movie to write his own lines in a way that he can perform them better. That, that doesn't, was that doesn't taxing. make any sense. Like the, that was taxing. That doesn't make any sense. The dialogue that he gave himself was taxing. Like it wasn't good at all. I don't know. It was. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I like the movie. I'm not trying to shit on it. Those that but scene he though was, the, was bad. He was the. Heather, I didn't know what I was writing. It was just supposed to be a script. Like, like it mm. was so bad, dude. See, I didn't the look dialogue at it. was terrible. I didn't look at it that way. I oh, just, I, I like, hated it. He, I, I kind of understood. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. But like, I don't, I don't feel like it was. It, it was. It it was corny if you were looking at it just as like a, a standalone just, scene. It was just dumb. Yeah, it was just not. A, but they could have explained almost, that. I was part almost of thinking of him though as like uh, like uh, like the omnipresent um being almost like he was the he was the writer of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in this movie were words sure. words on the page that Wes Craven me, was putting down. Let me let me give you an alt here. Okay. Of what the original script that Wes Craven wrote was until he changed it so that he didn't have to do this. Okay. In the original movie, right? 
Wes Craven's New Nightmare was a much darker was much darker than previous entries to the series. Wes Craven's storyline in the film could have been even more twisted. In one of the earlier drafts of the script, then called A Nightmare in Elm Street 7, The Ascension, Wes Craven was going to arrive in a van driven by Pluto from The Hills Have Eyes. So Michael Berryman was going to drive him in a van up to the set, right? Mm-hmm. Craven would have been on the run from Freddy Krueger because he has been because he as he said in this movie He's been haunted by Freddy Krueger for a while. Uh-huh. So he would have been on the run from Freddy Krueger. With his only chance to escape to write a script for the new Nightmare movie, Craven even went as far as to cutting off his own eyelids to stay awake. Mm, that would have been amazing. That dumb. would have been... Uh, what are you talking about? That's dumb. That's dumb. It's not a fucking... It's not a Hellraiser movie. It's a guy that doesn't want to sleep, and he's its creator. He's the most tormented one of them all. He cut off his <laughs> eyelids so that he wouldn't fall asleep. That's fucking incredible. Are you kidding me? If you cut your eyelids off, Mike, you would still fall asleep. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the point. What do you always say to me? Suspension of disbelief, James. I don't know, dude. It like... would have been a great visual. Are you kidding me? The okay, creator, so would he the... be wearing sunglasses the whole time? I mean, and maybe. then at some point, like he looks at her and he's just like, "Well, yeah, sure, I maybe. haven't slept in days." Maybe. And he pulls his fucking sunglasses I don't off. care how it's done; that's it stupid. sounds amazing. No, that sounds you. stupid, oh, dude. Fuck you. I'm sorry, fuck you. that sounds dumb. Oh fuck you! No, I like the idea <laughs> that this is just like a pernicious uh, nightmare that everybody is kind of dealing with. Like everybody's just sort of putting it off because they're I, like, "Oh, it's just nightmares. I'm just having nightmares. It's no oh, big deal." Man. I, I don't I, I mean it's not that everybody's not saying it's no big deal they're all noticing it but nobody wants to talk about right. it right is what it is because even Robert Englund but nobody's cutting painting, their fucking eyelids off like Robert just... Englund's painting the crazy things because he's haunted by it sure Wes Craven though would be the most haunted excuse me most haunted by it because he's the creator but to me that makes that makes sense but to me like uh, like I said I think I said I think I said omnipresent earlier I meant omnipotent like uh, Wes Craven is this is is to me like the the omnipotent one where the whole thing is happening because he's putting the words to the page. Sure, like it's almost like a self self fulfilling prophecy. He's receiving the messages through his through his dreams, <clears throat> and if it were to just <clears throat> if it were to just stop there, it would stop there. Sure. But he feels the need to put the words to the no, page. But the thing is that he's haunted. If he didn't put them to the page, Freddie would kill him. Right. Now, and, and this is what's important to note about this, is that it does show at the end of this movie that at least this, this incarnation of Freddie is a legit demon. Right. Right. So it's weird because you have the Freddy <clears throat> Krueger movies one through uh, Freddy's dead, right? Or one through... Uh, new, yeah, one through Freddy's dead. Right. Where Freddy is this character the demon uh, this this real life quote-unquote demon Mm -hmm. attached itself to that character and is now using that as like a skin right to burst into the real world so i like the idea it's yeah and i I actually looked up to see if there were actual like dream demons in mythology and stuff of course and there absolutely are yeah you have the uh the the uh the Onieric psychology, which uh, the power to possess uh, the psychology of an inhabitant in the f- in the dream realm. That's an own an Onieric demon, basically. Mm-hmm. And they have all the same 
uh, uh, characteristics of what Freddy Krueger has. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny because it could have been that the original series was a, like Freddy Krueger could have been a demon because they do actually show him in not demon form but demon characteristics sporadically throughout the series. Well, yeah, I mean, like his ability to shape shift into basically whatever kind he of, wants, but they, but, but they never overtly say that's what it is. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, they literally show him <clears throat> as a demon when he's dying. Right. Like it's like, oh, this this skin is melting off me. Here's my true form, kind of thing. And like, then, and like then really earlier quick. in the movie, they also mention that like this is what you're dealing with is a demon. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I I think that's actually very very smart because it brings it into the realm of of reality. If you believe in that kind of stuff, sure. I think that's really smart. Sure. Makes it makes the it makes Freddy Krueger looking the way that he does a lot better too. As not the burn victim, but the, you know, the demon, the demon. Yeah, the I, demon. I, I, I never appreciated that before. Right. I just wanted Freddy Krueger, and I was like, why the fuck does he look different? You know, like I didn't appreciate what the movie was doing. Before. I've seen this movie before, and I never. It's it's kind of funny to think back. Like, uh, so 1994 when this came out, I was nine years old, and sure. I probably didn't see it until I was maybe 13 or 14. Um, it's funny to think about how stupid you are as a 13 or 14 year old. Is it though? Well, because I mean, it's it's depressing. It's depressing. (laughs) But like to think about like they lay out the whole thing for you. You know why Freddie is the way he is in this movie. Yeah. But because our brains just go, I want the guy from the dreams with the scary claws. Like our stupid 13 or 14 year old brains or nine. If you saw it when it came out. Yeah. Just wants what we want, you know, and sure. we completely disregard the narrative, completely disregard the story because we want what we want. It's sure. fucking, it's kind of sure. embarrassing. Sure. Um, that being said, this so the, take the, us. Sorry, go yeah. Ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say take us through the movie because like 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 just a quick overview so that we can get to us some other things. So this movie starts off with you just you catch up with Heather Langenkamp, the yep. actress. Yep. The real life person, babe. She's a oh, total babe, dude. Not Did a great, I, not a great actress, but babe. Not a great <laughs> not a great actress. She's sometimes great. Sometimes she's very believable. Other times she talks like this. Yeah. And it's really distracting. Right. Right. But it's <laughs> I all love, I love Heather Lane Camp. But it all comes back to center because she's a babe. Exactly. Uh dark, curly hair, light eyes, and like lots of teeth when she talks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about lots of teeth part, but you know. I'm like, I get, I get fixated. She's got a crooked mouth, like um, uh, um, Natalie Dormer. Yeah. She's no, got... no, not like Natalie Dormer. No way. No, 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 no. Not the same. It's not the same. I but... wouldn't even put it in the same ballpark. Of course, dude. No. Yeah, no. absolutely. No. Okay, well, you're no. nuts. No. Um, so she's she has a crooked <laughs> she has a crooked mouth, and then when she talks, she's got a lot of teeth, and I think that's cute. That's what I'm into. That's cool. These are the ABCs of me. That's cool. Um, so yeah, total babe. Uh, so you catch up with her and her husband. She's having weird dreams of her husband working on a Freddy uh, on a on a Nightmare on Elm Street set, mm-hmm. and her husband is you know like ends up being killed by a Freddy glove that yeah. he's. She's having dreams of people dying who didn't necessarily die yet, but she's kind of like seeing the future a little bit. Right. There's lots of that kind of stuff. 
spattered and then weave into that that in waking life her little son dylan is starting to act like a total creeper sure like doing the freddy sure the freddy one two freddy's coming for you that was our intro it was our intro right yep uh or just like trancing out every once in a while and doing like just weird creepy shit that she's not comfortable with sure um so then she's approached by bob shea Mm -hmm. to say the bob shea the bob shea to say, hey, we're thinking about making another nightmare movie, and we want to. Thanks, but no thanks. We want to bring you in. She's like, thanks, but no thanks, because she's having these. But I like that. I like the fact that like every person that she comes in contact with, she says, "Are you having nightmares?" <laughs> and every single one of them clearly is. I do like how they're all kind of suppressing it to a certain degree until they realize they can like let a squeak of it out because even bob shay is like what what are you you talking about well it's almost uh... like it's almost like they see it though as more of a uh like a what would you like a brain worm kind of thing like uh they see it more as like it's 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 so in the forefront of our minds we're so excited to make another one of these movies that we're, like we're dr- that we're dreaming there. about him, where it's actually the opposite. You're dreaming about him because the demon wants you to make another movie because yeah. that's the yeah. demon's chance to get back into the exactly the world exactly. to start doing its killing again. Exactly, which is cool. I like that. Like Jesus, <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> um. So so, so, uh, so Gage has a uh, a T Rex that he. Basically, is like his. I keep calling him Gage. No, his name's not Gage. His name is Dylan. Dylan, Dylan has a T Rex that like saves him from the bad man in his dreams, which I think is funny. Um, and he's he's the one that's basically haunted by Freddy, even though they all are. Dylan's the one though that like is the most haunted by. Freddy. He's having the like the physical. The the most physical reaction to it, probably because Freddy he's... thinks he's the easiest one to manipulate to get back in. Right. Is my guess, even right. though he's doing it to everybody. And so the whole movie is basically just Freddie trying to get back and manipulating them more and more, torturing Nancy more and more, until Heather Langkamp finally does, in fact, become Nancy at the end of the movie. It's funny. John Saxon comes back and plays John Saxon. Yeah. She's she's talking to him as a peer in the in- entertainment industry. And then he comes back later to check on her, and he's calling... Heather Nancy. I love that it's. He, I love that it's very subtle oh, at first. Oh, it's so seamless. Yeah, it's because they they walk into her house. Yeah, they walk into her house in Beverly Hills or wherever the fuck it is. Yep. And all throughout the movie, they've been really chummy and like, yep. and he's been really supportive of her and everything. And they walk into the house, and at first, the first time he says it, you almost don't catch it. No, and then you I go, didn't. Oh, did I didn't. Catch- did you call her I Nancy? didn't catch like it until she did. He said, "Oh, it's a." Uh, oh. He says it like two minutes prior to that in the house. Yeah. He says, "Oh, well, I, I don't worry about it, Nancy." Like, and then I go, "Did he just call her?" Yeah. Nancy, yeah. what the fuck? And then she picks up on it. And then they walk outside, and then he suddenly yeah. changes. Like he changes into the gruff cop, like the, the dad. Wearing, like, yeah, hey, you got to get yourself together, Nancy. She's wearing the nighty that yeah. Nancy wore, and then she turns around. And it's the, the fucking Elm house on Elm oh, Street. It's so it's awesome. Good. It's so good. <laughs> I hate the fact that I disregarded this movie for so long. Because from that point on to, the movie gets amazing. The second half of the movie is so much better than the first. I like the first half, don't get me wrong. But the second half, like in the Freddy's, Freddy's Hell and all the special effects that come along with it, 
are so good. And they're Yeah, I will actually say at two hours, this movie, it doesn't bother me with not how, at all. with its length. Like there's not a lot all. of horror movies that need to just they need to hit that sweet spot in the one one twenty to one forty. Yep. But this one at almost two hours, I nope, was totally it was fine with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Loved it. Um I, I will say this. I I hot take here, ready for this? Hmm. I believe that Rex. Mm-hmm. Not only is a dream warrior, mm-hmm. but Rex is the same exact character as Rex in Toy Story. <laughs> okay. Putting it out there right now. Why not Rex in Dinosaur City? Because in Toy Story, he's a toy <laughs> that comes to life, as like the same way that a dream warrior would. Um, do you have anything to back this up? Yeah, my brain. Okay. <laughs> no, I just want it to be true. Well, every time I watch Toy Story now, I'm going to think of Rex as the same Rex. If we're gonna, if, he looks the same. If we're gonna go down weird, uh, weird avenues with this movie, with theories, we're gonna go down every avenue, James. I would sing one of where their songs, but I can't. You when I yeah, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't remember any of them. Um. Did you notice that this movie? And what at what point did I did I realize this? It was uh, when the kid was in the hospital. Okay. Because the kid is having trouble sleeping. Sure. To the point where like he's he's up, he's walking at night, he's like taping fucking yeah. knives to his fingers and shit like that, or sure. that was a sure, dream, sure. or was it, or who knows? Um. So here's my hot take. If you're going to connect this to Toy Story, this movie and The Babadook are the same fucking movie. Same movie. And that's why earlier when we were scrolling the the videos on the the movies on Shudder and you go, Babadook, I go, why did you just say that? And I thought, I thought, I thought maybe you picked up on the same shit that I did. Oh, it's not just similar. It's the same movie, dude. It's the only, the only difference is that it's. It's about the Babadook and Fred, Fred, instead of Freddy Krueger, and it's way more subtle. Let sure. me. It's not subtle. It's not. Well, you get what I'm saying, though. It's not. It's not like a murderer. I took some notes. Can I just run these? Run sure run through these real sure quick. Can. <clears throat> Sorry, I got. <coughs> we were both coughing tonight. I don't know what's going on. Hold on, I need a drink. You can edit this out. <clears throat> James is drinking down the hatch, James. Okay. So I picked up on it. At one point in the movie, I can't remember what it was. And then I go, this seems very similar to the Babadook. So I started thinking about the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I went back, I rewatched a couple of scenes. And then I went back and I read through the synopsis of Babadook. And I go, what the fuck's going on here? This is crazy. And then like just with my, also with my knowledge of having watched Babadook before. Your, your brain smarts. My brain, my head smarts, right? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. The dad dies in a car crash in both movies. Okay. Right? Okay. The mother and the son dealing with the fallout of the trauma of that. Son is having violent episodes and outbursts. Mm-hmm. Both prominently feature a children's story that can be used as a cautionary tale in the Duke. It's the uh-huh. Duke uh-huh. story. And in New Nightmare, it's the Hansel, Hansel and, and Gretel, Gretel story. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, both feature the kid climbing to the top of a of a piece of playground equipment. 
I did that all the time when I was younger. But both feature that prominently in the yeah. movie. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, both movies. Uh, here I'll see. That's that's a little heady. So um, I'll get to the heady stuff afterwards. <laughs> both both antagonists wear trench coats and hats and have claws for hands. Okay. Both movies uh have uh da, 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 where's. Both movies can be taken at face value or can be seen as allegory for effects of parental mental illness on a child. Sure. Uh, and or the possibility of mental illness being hereditary. Both yeah. those movies sure. fe- both those that's when I really that's when I really honed in on it was So what's the real heady stuff? Well that for one. Oh, that like was let's it. Okay, like okay. let and then there's one other one. Let's dig into that a little bit. Okay. This movie, New Nightmare. They get to the hospital and they and they start to talk about the kid possibly having childhood schizophrenia, right? Correct. And then they start questioning her as to whether or not she's had any mental illness in her family. Yes. And she does admit at one point in time to John Saxon, was it John Saxon? Her uncle or something like that. Yeah. That she had an uncle who died in a loony bin. Yeah. So there's sort of an underlying theme of possibly parental mental illness that could possibly be do you think that was intentional between the babadook like, and th- new no, nightmare no 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 do you think that west craven wrote this in a sense of where maybe she was crazy if you go back and you watch the entire movie there's a definite like through line where you could you could almost see this you could either take it literally oh my god you, you could take it literally as everything that you see on screen is happening you could take it in an allegorical sense as like everything that is happening is a metaphor for uh for mental illness and and past trauma and 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 how that can be passed on to younger generations or you can take it as this whole movie was just it, a delusion. Before, before you say that, are all of the other people that are in Nancy's lives playing a part to help her through her delusion? In what is that, sense? Is that possible? In what sense? Like, like everyone around her knows that she's going crazy and is having all these t- hard times because she lost her husband. She's been suffering from these delusions, these stalkers, and this and that. So everybody's kind of playing a part to help her work her way through her delusion rather than fight against her on it. Like, everybody that she calls is almost playing a part. Like, they all know she's going through this. What would so they're be the, all playing a part. What be would like, be the benefit of them playing into her delusion? So that she can find her own way out Almost like a sh- of like the a, fog. Like a Shutter Island kind, kind of Kind of, yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody's playing a part. <laughs> oh, now, shit. granted, Now, granted, Robert Englund's also painting nightmare paintings, but he might just do that. Who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, uh. That would explain. It would explain why Wes Craven is so wooden so in his yeah, delivery of his shit. You know, it kind of would. Um, it wouldn't explain the kid, in fairness. Um, right. Chase. You know, uh, Chase. No, uh, what's his name? Dylan. Chase, Dylan. <laughs> Chase is the husband. Uh, it wouldn't explain Dylan because he'd be he'd be too young to do that. I I do like that theory though. It's a fun theory. The connection to Babadook, or or oh, or Just the helping the, her through the her idea delusions. of like yeah, her, yeah. yeah. That's a fun. Uh, that's yeah, a fun the shutter. Yeah. We'll call it the Shutter Island. The shutter theory. Island. Yeah, so yeah. the last one I have here too is both movies. Uh, sorry if my when I when I text I seem to be like I don't talk like this, but this is how I text or I how I write stuff down. 
Both movies having seemingly happy endings, but with somewhat bleak underlying messages, even though the characters overcome the adversity present throughout the film, the ending of both movies suggests that there is no real escape, just acceptance and willingness to deal with the threat uh, should it be released again. Why are you so embarrassed by the way that's written? It's written like a scholar. <laughs> oh, because that's not how I talk. Yeah, you're right. You write smarter than you talk, dumbass. Yeah, that's I. I write. I write. Oh, I'm embarrassed to be smart. Sometimes. Oh, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just saying, like this is like I. I. I don't know. I. I. I no, I. I agree with you though. So, I agree with you. So think about it. Think about it. We talked to Babadook is one of the movies that sparked us to have this 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 podcast. We talked about after we watched Babadook how it could be it could be taken as. Uh, and I think this is a pretty popular opinion, so it's not like this is revolutionary or anything like that. Yeah. But it could be taken as though this is mental illness that the mother is clearly suffering from and the son now is showing signs of also suffering from. Sure. And by the end of the movie, they harness the... Spoiler alerts, by the way, if you've never seen Babadook, they harness Babadook and they, and they trap him down in the basement. And she goes down there periodically to feed him. Sure. And it's this idea that, like, it's this thing that is ever-present for the rest of your life, but it still needs to be addressed, you know? Yeah. It still needs to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, it's pretty clear throughout the movie that her son will most likely have to address it and acknowledge it throughout and his go, life. And go through it, yeah. And then if you look at this movie, too. Kind of the same thing. They defeat, they quote unquote defeat Freddy by the end but of the movie. They defeat him together. They so def- therefore, his the son might not go through it. But she's throughout the movie. She's dealing with like severe mental strain. The son also seems to be uh, dealing with similar uh, similar symptoms. And then at the end of the movie, they go through all of this adversity together, and it seems like a happy ending. But then the last thing you see is the two of them sitting on the floor reading the script that is describing the beginning of the movie. So they're almost caught in an endless loop. Sure. The way that I took so that, it's, though. So it's kind of bleak. Like It's it's almost like she's she's doomed to repeat history over and over and over because... At some point, at some point, it's going to, because they start calling her Nancy, like she goes from being Heather Langenkamp to being Nancy at the end of the movie, and then she goes back into being Heather Langenkamp, but then she picks up the script and she starts to read the story, and... I think, I, I had a different take on that. Uh, tell me what yours. My what take, take on is. that was basically her no longer sheltering him from what she does for a living, because she never let him watch his movies in the beginning. She never let him be really a big part of what she was doing gained access to him i get that but by exposing him on her terms it basically it's exposing to him and showing a peek behind the curtain therefore this stuff will never be real again but that could also be taken as that could also be taken as symbolically like if she's struggling with some sort of mental illness letting him in to see well, sure. If you want to what look at she's, it like that, what sure, she's struggling with, yeah, because she sees in him that he might be struggling with it too. Sure. Right. Sure. I, so it's I, like I, let's go I, through I feel this like the together. Movie, though I feel the movie is more though so about overcoming <clears throat> it though and becoming the master of 
of the well, whatever it is. She's still she's still the master. Which of, she is at that point at the end. She's still the master of it, but it it's it's the way the way that the end of the movie is set up. It's cyclical. Like no, I sure like, I get that. I get that. You're what she's what she starts to read at the end of the movie is the beginning of what is what you see at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So it stands to reason that it would transition back into that scene at the beginning of the movie. Uh, so sure, it's almost like they're destined. It's like a, fa- it's like a Facebook reel. They're it destined keeps looping. Yeah, they're destined <laughs> to just continue sure. playing out that reality I, for the rest of their lives. I don't know that I buy that that was intentional. Oh, I'm not saying that's. Loop. I'm not saying that's what it is. So if you're going by, that's the, just what like was a intended. fun little. It's sure. like a fun little avenue I'm sure. taking. You know. But if you're going by what was intended, I think the intended ending is that they beat it and that he's no longer afraid of it because he's being shown the back end of it. He's right. not just seeing the screen. He's seeing what, what makes it, what this and that. And I feel like that's actually being that it's written from the perspective of people in the industry. Yeah. It's being written from a point of view of the the, the people that do this for a living need to teach their kids yeah. that this is fake, that it's this, that it's, yeah, it's that, right? It's a... Peek behind the curtain. It's a yeah. It's pulling pulling the wool off the yeah. eyes of the viewer. That like, to me is what it more is. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm gonna stop sheltering him from this because she was sheltering him from it the entire movie. At the she end, she was sheltering him. She was sheltering no him from sheltering. it, and she was sheltering him from it. And in a sense, the sheltering the sheltering made him suffer more because oh, it always does because he only saw little bits and pieces of it. Sure. And sure. It, and and. He did what a child does in his mind and created this whole. Sure. It's like, now, it's like, now we're going down a different thing, which like I think is also a really good point. Like it's like you, sheltering a kid though from 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 you're raising a kid, and you shelter from anything sex related, right? right? And then he gets his first fucking porno, and, he and just his goes mind is nuts. blown, and then right. he becomes a sexual deviant for the rest of his life, like because he doesn't understand it, he's overtaken by it, and that's it's like a compulsion. Now. I mean, we I honestly we could have just stayed within the realm of. Horror, because like, but, but no, but because you know like, saying, though, it's, like, it's, the it's same like thing. think about the think about the first times when you were young. Think about the first images of horror that you saw. Sure, I saw like there was one movie that I and I still don't know to this day what it is. There was one movie that I saw where there's three dudes sitting in the back of the car, and then there's one guy who is monstrous looking for some reason. And in my little child mind. Something about him was it was this is it like the mask? it was this horrible creature. Is it the mask? No, it's not. I I don't know what this movie is. Okay. I'll, I don't think I'll ever find out what it is. Honestly, fair. Um, but I still have this vivid picture in my mind mm-hmm. of what that was, and I think it was in my mind. It's so much more horrible than what was actually happening in the movie. Probably. So it's it's kind of what you're saying, like. Him only being exposed to bits and pieces of what she did for a living, or her work, her movies, yeah. caused him caused his imagination to run yeah, wild. Absolutely, it caused him to create these demons mm-hmm. that were after him all mm-hmm. the time. And then, yeah, at the end of the movie, she's just full on pulling back the curtain, exposing him to everything. Yeah. Like you no longer need just, to be afraid of these things. Yeah, yeah. I like that way too. I, I like I like looking at it like that too. That's I great. I think that we picked two movies this week that both were very deep dives into subject matter that weren't necessarily on the surface. 
Uh, and this and this made for a very long episode. We are approaching three hours. Yeah. This is the longest one of the longest episodes we had in a long time. I want to know if there's more people. Like, I, are there more people who do? Like, would you? Is there anybody out there who would have looked at New Nightmare, Wes Craven's oh, sure. New Nightmare? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I've not picked it apart like this. I'm not saying that there's not. I want to hear those opinions though. Sure. Like, I would too. Did you, did did you line up with what? We were thinking, do you have a different idea of what was going on? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're completely nuts and everything that you saw on screen was just what was on screen? Were you just lusting after uh, Heather Langkamp and now you're stalking her? So cute. Dude, Josh, she's, she has a crooked Josh, mouth. Josh, stop. She has a crooked mouth. It's not exactly like it's not exactly like Natalie Dormer. Yes, she fucking does, Maybe dude. You're the stalker. Her, she's got she's got like the little it's her lip goes up and to the right a little bit, dude. Does she have a stroke? No, <laughs> don't be mean. Now you're just being an asshole. You just said that Heather Langenkamp is ugly. Wow, no, I, dude. No, I didn't. Really nice. Man. I really didn't at wow, all. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> no, I said I thought of Heather Langenkamp and I had a stroke. <laughs> that's what I said. No, such a babe though. Um, also, going back to what you said last week, she's interested in doing a legacy sequel. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. As long as uh, England's in it. Yeah. I don't want to see her against, you know, fucking Benicio Del Toro as <laughs> as fucking <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to haunt your dreams. <laughs> That's not how Benicio Del Toro... He's got like a total American accent. Bro. No. Yes, Del Toro? Does. I think you're thinking of Javier Bardem. No. <laughs> Benicio, Benicio del, del Toro has a fucking American accent, bro. No, yes he does. Not always. Well, not when he's playing a non-American no, character. His, his normal accent is I Spanish. Think, I don't think so. When he so. plays American characters, I think you're thinking of Javier Bardem. Dude. I think he's too good of an actor, and you don't know what he is. I want to see Javier Bardem as his character in No Country, fine, fine, fine. No Country for Old Men, as Freddy Krueger. I don't want. To. I don't want to see it Heather Langkamp. It, it is prime time, bitch. I don't want to see Heather Langkamp against a Freddy Krueger played by the guy that played Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. Mandy Patinkin? Is that his name? Yes. <laughs> what? I am uh, I am Frederick Krueger. Mandy Patinkin, who also you, has you, an American you, accent, dude. You, you, murdered me. you murdered me. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. <laughs> uh, Mandy Patinkin also has an American accent. Does he? Yes, dude. Fuck me. He just played a lot of American roles. That's all there is to it. All right, James. Uh, good night. Yeah. Good, yeah. good fucking night. Hey, we're three hours in, bud. Yeah. This yep. is... It's funny. We got started uh, way before we normally do, and we stayed until... No, we're still early, but yeah. it, I was hoping to be home by midnight. We're way past that. but Well, you should have gotten here on time. Actually, we were supposed to start at 8. And no, it's, I said it's I'd now, be here at 8. It's I now 12.47. I said I'd be here so, at so. We're about, And you got here at 8.47, so we're about right on time. James, I hate you. I hope you die. I'll see you next week. I love you. I hope you live. I'll see you tomorrow. Dink. Clinky. Am I going to see you tomorrow? I don't know, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Just cheers so many times. I don't know. Uh, we're also on uh, all the streaming sites. You found us, and we're also on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC, and we're also on Only Flans. 
check it in well, like, in like six months. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have a website up. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're on all streaming sites. Clearly, you found us uh, this week. We would like for you to tell to your tell, no, tell your cousin because cousins are always into weird shit. They could be into our podcast. Cousins, well, yeah, most tell cousins. Of, most of my cousins do crack, so they they'd be into us. That's our demographic. <laughs> So if you have a crack addicted cousin, tell them. Yeah. So tell your crack addicted cousin Larry to listen to our show. <laughs> but with with that, I need to make sure Mike edits out the part in the beginning of the show where he gave away my address. So make sure you edit that part. Oh, out. it's already gone. Okay, good. That's already gone. All right, then tell your crack addicted cousin Larry to listen to our show. All right. And have a good night. One more cheers. Yeah, bud. Why right. not? Cheers, sir. Cheers. I Have a good night. I didn't erase it. <laughs>